0: WWE views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Damn right. And today it's the WNR 144, WWE versus WCW, 1998, Part two. 2. So this podcast was so big, we split it into two parts. But let's start off with the alternate intro. In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape. Light. Let those who worship evil's might, beware my power, Green Lantern's light. So that, of course, is from Batman. In 1998, WWE and WWE were locked in a ratings war. Their shows, Raw and Nitro, went head to head on Mondays. The class go back 20 years, right in the middle of battle. We've followed the war since the inception of Nitro, but now with the Attitude Era getting going and WWE at its peak, it's perfect time to follow it month to month. Well, the main thing on this episode today is, of course, WWE Super Brawl 1998. There was a time when darkness fell on WCW. When one man was abandoned, vanished, and another came to rule. Then good and evil flashed. The darkness was lifted, and WCW became one once again. Now the battle continues. Of an army of shadows,
1: the purveyor of good, enters the rain once again. To vindicate a wrong, that must be right. A man with hatred in his heart seeks to destroy his vindicator from the sky.
0: But can we do so without a ruining all that surrounds him? Okay, so let's begin, and we're going to focus. Like we said, five-point system, which are roster-rating, promo matches and setting. And then, of course, the overall. February 22nd, 1998, from San Francisco, California. We see Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan, and Mike today on commentary. Dan, what did you think of the opening promo?
1: Um, well, we, you know, it was certainly building up for Hogan versus Sting. You had Sting, the man on top. Hogan came in, and then Sting fought back from the shadows to kind of regain his mantle.
0: Yeah, we were following it last year, weren't we? The whole Sting journey coming back in the ring to finally face Hogan. He had shenanigans to finish it all off there. So we're hoping tonight here at Super Bowl we can have a clean finish and an ending to it. it. Looks like Hogan's more focused on Macho Man and Bret Hart and other people like that, isn't he? And maybe he can let Sting go forward. We'll see. We've got a lot in store here tonight. We have watched on the last episode four Nitros leading up to this. So we basically know the cards. Uh, We'll just run through it quickly because this is what we're looking forward to tonight. We know there's going to be the TV title on the line, Booker T versus Rick Martel. We'll face Saturn later on. Also, the Cruiserweight title on the line, Dan, as well.
1: Uh, Yes, we've got Juventud Guerrero challenging Chris Jericho for his his Cruiserweight Championship.
0: Yeah, and a rematch for the classic we watched a couple of Nitros ago as well, isn't it?
1: Yes, indeed. Yes, it is Mongo McMichael James's favorite against the crackhead British Bulldog. Yeah, but also DDP defends his
0: US title against uh, Chris Benoit. Uh,
1: we've got the outsiders defending their titles against the Steiner brothers.
0: Yeah, versus Randy Savage, and then of course our main event, Dan.
1: It is Sting versus Hollywood Hogan for the vacant WCW World Heavyweight Championship.
0: Yeah, but we start the pay-per-view with Booker T coming out here, so the TV title is going to be defended. It's going to be Rick Martel and Booker T. And uh, they've been getting behind Booker T recently, haven't they, if you've seen on Nitro?
1: Yes, um, well, we'd like to mention as well, there was a dark match beforehand, and it was Ultimo Dragon, and he defeated Shirou, who was with Sonny Ono. And also the match that... There was going to be a match between Larry Zbysko and Louis Spicoli, but Spicoli's death a week before the pay-per-view kind of uh, put an end to that. Yeah,
0: because they didn't want to go forward to that. Yeah, uh, we mentioned that on Nitro uh, beforehand. So, yeah, Booker T then, Dan, what are your thoughts? We've seen him a lot recently. he been getting behind him. Are they pushing younger talent, maybe? We all know what
1: Booker T becomes in the future, and it's certainly you know shaping up that way to push him For bigger and better things. He was a tag team champion with his brother Stevie Ray. He's kind of broken off from that after a little bit of friction between them two. And he's now making his way as a singles talent. And he is challenging uh, Rick Martel for his... You were uh, at TV Championship. Yeah,
0: of course, Martel beating Booker T in the last Nitro that we watched. And that, that was a little bit of a surprise. So today we're going to see, I say today, on the show is Vic Martel versus Booker T. The winner, of course, has to go and face Perry Saturn later on because we saw what happened. I, I think it's a, for me now, it's good that we're watching the previous Nitros. So then we're getting a lot more backstory than it would be just walking into it uh, blindly, if you know what I mean, like we have done before.
1: Yeah. So which which tertiary title do you think was better? We saw... We've got the European Championship over on WWF, and we've got the TV title here on WCW. Which one do you think's the better one?
0: Well, that's, that's a good question. Uh, I think as when I was younger, the European title I, I liked because, obviously, the European Championship. And when you looked at it like that, you thought, oh, at least they're honouring us. But I now, as I get older, I like the idea of a TV title because, as we've been seeing with Booker T, defending it basically every show, isn't he? And then any challenger can come along any... Veteran like Rick Martell is, or you know, maybe a younger wrestler to get given a chance. It's kind of like the open challenge that we're getting nowadays of that. Whereas the European title is a big deal, but as we've seen on, on Raw recently with it being you know, changed hands about it being really defended in a match, what's going on there with it? Shawn Michaels giving it up as well. So I've got to say, TV title, I mean, Which way do you sway?
1: Again, you know, I, I agree with you, but I think some prestigious names held. The European Championship before they went on to the IC title, yeah. you know, so it's it was kind of a stepping stone, like the IC title is for the heavyweight championship, stepping stone to the IC title. So, you know, I'm going to have to disagree with you and go for European Championship, A, because we're European. Yes. And B, because I think it was a uh, kind of a stepping stone.
0: Yeah. Now, that's, you, you're entitled to your opinion, it was just at the start. The match has started. BookT Martel. Look like they're gonna shake hands, but Booker refused and dump Martell out. But even as the show starts, we saw a bit of No Way Out. And here, for me, Nitro just I have to say Nitro. So WSW itself just a lot better. You know, yeah. the, the arena looks bigger as well, and uh, even like the setting that like, they got Super Bowl, it's a proper kind of stage that they've created, aren't they? You know, we'll and be- uh,
1: it doesn't seem like you know they're looking past Super Bowl, whereas WWE was looking past yeah. No Way Out to Wrestlemania I know it is we saw that as a good thing but you know it's WCW they're taking each
0: pay-per-view as it comes I think this is the thing as well WCW had the roster like we saw in January with uh, sold out even though Hogan and Sting didn't wrestle on there they still had the, super, the superstars and the talent to actually give it you know Bret Hart, Ric Flair and, and Kevin Nash and the Giant. And WCW's roster was so huge, they could do that. It just meant the politics behind the scenes, people weren't happy that they were missed out, you know? So then we're going to see what happens with it now. But to start the show with Booker T, because a lot of people say, oh, WCW never grew talent, you know? And I I think that they definitely did with him. And as we've seen, they get behind him. At the moment, he's in a bit of trouble with Rick Martel, of course. But the the, the roster for me as well with is just so strong. I know they've got maybe... It's four times the size of WWF, but the people they could have used, even though you could argue maybe Rick Martel, would you really want to see him, you know?
1: No, I think, you know, with the likes of Rick Martell, I was bringing back, I'm going to use this term, because he wasn't really much of a legend in WWE, not that I saw him as, you know, others might disagree with me, but, you know, I think they were just using him for the sake of using him, really.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree with it As Booker goes... For Lenny tries to get a cover, but Martel kicks out. Oh. Now Booker going to wear him down. We hope the action will pick up in places. But even watching Raw on the last episode, it made me want to watch a bit of Nitro because of how poor the wrestling was. Is that to be too harsh? But yeah,
1: well you know as we said towards the end of uh, Raw, the storytelling was better, but the wrestling wasn't.
0: Yeah, you know, I...
1: because with WCW they had. So much going on that it was hard to focus, you know, like the many opponents for Macho Man, yeah, the many yeah, opponents yeah. for Hogan. It's like, you know, come on, just concentrate on one feud at a time.
0: It's even like this now with the TV title on the line. It's like and Saturn for, you know, with Booker and T involved rather than it being a kind of straight up feud. And you could argue that's what you want, but you want it to be personal and whether the amount of people involved multi man matches, you know, it's like, well, wait a minute. They're trying something here and see if it's successful as they go along, you know. The T V champion always the the workhorse, the guy that would be on every week and maybe that's make other titles seem a bit more important. And it's about respecting the title as well, you know. We would say probably the WW well we get on to that when we we have the other matches, but well, I turn you now grabs the arm of Booker
1: well, you know, we've had a couple of shots of Saturn sat in the crowd waiting for his time. He's going to go against the winner of this match, be it Booker or be it Martel.
0: And, of course, Ravens' flock can always lend a hand there, can't they? You know, with their interference, Loki getting involved.
1: So, uh, yet again, uh, Booker T has kind of colour-matched the setting. It's, you know, he's got red, white and... Yellow or orangey yellow on his trunks, and it's uh, red and yellow for the Super Bowl kind of colours.
0: Yeah. Well, Booker T just threw Rick Martel there, and he hurt his leg landing on that rope. He managed to throw Booker T out of the ring, but he might be struggling, and he is in serious trouble there. Oh, Martel manages to send Booker into the barricade.
1: And Booker T's in trouble on the outside now, trying to catch his breath. And there's so many NWI t shirts
0: Talk about merchandise, there's a macho man there as well. And Martel hobbling to the outside.
1: So what we thinking of the, of Martel. then? Is he still in shape? Has he still got it if he had it before?
0: Well, That's the thing, isn't it? It's weird. He does look like he's in shape. I don't know. Like you say, there's never anybody that was really exciting. I, mean, I know the Shawn Michaels rivalry he had was quite fun. I know before he joined WWE that, you know, bit of success, but... Never really kind of to me, it's like, all oh, right, yeah, Rick Martell, cool, but I'd rather see like Booker T versus Saturn. But I think that's just personal opinion, maybe, you know. Yeah. It's like, anybody could be Rick Martell at the moment, no offense to him, but <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I care about Booker T. I with Martell, it's like, yeah, all right. I think they're just like, say they're getting the talent just so they can say, well, look how much talent we got, you know, and we could use this guy to do this, yeah. We'll sign someone that you use in one of your weird groups like DOA, and we'll make a part. You know, that's that's what WCW could do at this moment in time.
1: Well, you know, pretty much everyone at some point in their life was a part of the NWO in <laughs> WCW. I mean, you know, couldn't for the life of you name all the wrestlers that were part of the NWO. Yeah, exactly.
0: If, you especially if include the other factions as well, then you you're in serious trouble. A bit like Rick Martell is at the moment. Booker T hit just hit. I say hit the spinner, Didn't affect Martell. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he he performed it.
1: Irish whip from Martell sending Booker into the corner, but Martell runs in with a, into a big boot. But Booker T comes out, hits a scoop slam. Martell gets the pin, but Booker managing to kick out.
0: Ah. Martell a bit frustrated, he couldn't get Booker down. I
1: think, you know, with Martell, he's stuck in last generation's wrestling style, whereas Booker T's kind of, you know, progressing into the Attitude Era style wrestler.
0: Yeah, most definitely, you know. I think uh, what's interesting about that, you know, you talk about Attitude Era wrestling, you can kind of see it over on Raw as well, the kind of weapons and the kind of way they're doing things. Whereas you think Booker can fit into that and even that kind of where you can turn it up a gear, you know. Can Rick Martel go with Booker T? Or is it is literally just a wrestling match we've seen a hundred times, you know.
1: So as far as Booker T's talent, where do you stand on that? Talent. is talent, yeah.
0: I, th- I think Booker T's a, a legend and a Hall of Famer. I think he's fantastic what Booker T has done. When you okay. consider the only other guy, or the only other two that's been as successful as Booker T, when you look at just black athletes, it's been Ron Simmons, who was given a WWE title and what he became, and of course The Rock, you know. Apart from that, there's not many you could say, you know. Mark Henry? It- Mark Henry, maybe, but Booker T, just look at the success in the tag team ranks, in single competition, the amount of championships he won, to be able to be WCW's kind of focal point when they focused on him moving this, you know, towards the end of the company, and then having to prove himself again in WWE to do that. All credit to Booker, you know. I think, for me, he's he's right up there, you know, right up there. I know he's going to look to put away Rick Martel. Martel managing to kick out. Oh, Right now with a close eye, getting cocky, going for the cover. Booker gets shoulder up at two,
1: two. I agree with you, you know Booker T. Certainly one of the standout performers from WCW in his time there. You know he, he was a great talent, a great worker. Um, I wasn't too sure on his King Booker. No, I love style. King.
0: I love King Booker. <laughs> <laughs> King Booker.
1: <laughs> I didn't like Charmelle either. She irritated <laughs> me.
0: We became world champion though, so credit to King Booker. He's going to go scissor kick now with Martel.
1: But I did thoroughly enjoy him on commentary. He's looking for a diving crossbody. Rick Martel ducked that and Booker T landed on the mat.
0: Well, Martel's having uh, problems with his leg. goes up to the second turnbuckle. Oh! Oh, He gets caught with a leg lariat. Two, three. Oh, my word.
1: And Booker T has won the title of the TV.
0: we go. He's the new champion. Martel gets dumped out by Saturn. Saturn comes straight in, locks Booker in the rings of Saturn. And this is going to be it. If if, if this is the start of the match, the bell's ringing at the moment. You're just hurting Booker. Saturn looks really weird with hair. <laughs> <laughs> he does, doesn't he? You can see it thinning on top at the moment. And we started in a small package. Two. Oh. Booker got shoulder up at two. There's going to be a lot of twos. One, two. Oh. One. No, oh. that's a One. So I think this is a good strategy by Saturn, <laughs> trying to roll yeah. Booker up at his legs in the ropes. <laughs> that ain't going to work, is it? Well, we should say Rick Martel was originally booked to win the match against Booker T, however, he suffered a torn knee ligament after hitting his leg on the ropes after a hip toss with Booker T. So when we saw he injured his leg, we realised how serious it was. And like I said, they reworked the finish and improvised. And they're improvising the entire match right now, as we speak. So Saturn thought his Martell up until... Saturn's probably sitting there thinking Booker T just won
1: fucking hell <laughs> is that why he started going after Martel when he first came into the <laughs> yeah, ring
0: yeah no, oh, no, no, no. No, no. and now Saturn's going to fully focus on Booker T well
1: let's see if we can tell if this was an improvisation or if they would planned any of this mm.
0: Irish Rip by Saturn
1: throws him into the corner Booker T with a roll up goes for the cover two oh, oh but Saturn with the kick out
0: Ah, and there'll be a lot of heads together <laughs> there'll be a lot of talking in this so we've gone
1: down on uh We've gone down on Mick Rick Martel. We've gone down on Booker T. Saturn. Where do you stand on Perry Ulysses Saturn? Well,
0: you start with Saturn, seeing as I, uh, I did Booker.
1: <laughs> um, wow, well, I've I've never been that impressed Saturn either. Uh, well, I say either. You know, he's I don't know. He's he's just not one of these. I don't know if he was given a bad break when he's in WWE. Um, You know, he wasn't a standout member of Raven's Flock when he was in that. He came over as part of the Radicals, wasn't a standout member in that either. He's kind of like, you know, the fourth member of four that yep, chooses yep. a better worker. I don't know, you know, I know he got given up with the Moppy gimmick. This, I know, I know. Sorry, go on,
0: Finish, you, you.
1: Uh, But, you know, I I, I just, I, I don't know, I just didn't really rate him as a performer.
0: The thing about Saturn, I didn't mind Saturn because I watched a bit when he was in ECW uh, with John Cronus as the Eliminators. And there were quite a good tag team. There's a moment where Saturn's like they have a scaffold match, and he jumps off the scaffold. Everdrop's stood in the ring. But they hated each other. And this is what they did a lot of, that he was quite an angry person. He used to be a Texas Ranger. So he's never in a good mood anyway. Uh, and like you say, when you tag team partner hates you, you think you've got a bit of problems. He went over to WSW part of Raven Flock I don't think he's too bad in this role I think he did lack a bit of personality to be fair but they, they did give him a good crack of the whip and like I said went to the WWE and I think he was alright at first but the problem was there was a I think like a heat or a velocity match I think would have seen it if not just google like Perry and goes ape shit in the ring and he gets this jobber guy and he accidentally does something to him and then he throws him hard way it, it, you know hurts the guy apparently the punishment was moffy <clears throat> That's why. <laughs> so he was giving to do that. But, uh, you know, with Perry Saturn, who knows what happened. He, he couldn't control his shit. So at the end of the day, you're not going to get opportunities, are well, you? Well,
1: he's a former ECW World Tag Team Champion, WCW World Tag Team Champion, WCW World TV Champion, WWF European Champion, and WWF Hardcore Champion.
0: Well, I think there's loads of Hardcore Champions.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Well, Saturn's taken over for Booker, but as I say that, Booker finally reversing a move. Saturn gets his legs up. Booker picks him up. Oh, slams
1: Saturn onto the mat. Can't quite capitalise on the cover, though, as he's been worked down most of uh, most of the match.
0: Yeah, this is what Saturn has been doing, suffocating Booker T. Booker T just come off a 10-minute match with Rick Martel, and Saturn knows that he's in probably better physical shape right now. Booker might want to go on, but his body may fail him. Oh, my God, Saturn there, jumped over the top right on Booker T. Well, Saturn, beautiful dive on the outside, throws Booker T in. Looked to be in control, but Booker now with a flying lariat. Both men down. Oh, my God, Booker T just landed on the back of his head there. Looked to go for that diving kick, but Saturn had it scouted.
1: Goes for the cover. Booker T, it doesn't look like he kicked out. Ah. But the referee stopped counting.
0: I think he was near the ropes there, so maybe referee thought, to be fair to Booker, he gets put on the top turnbuckle now. Here we go. Back suplex. Oh. A referee, Randy Anderson, might not be. Saturn, no, nah, I'm not counting that.
1: Again, Saturn going for another pinfall really <laughs> close to the ropes. Yeah, but Saturn's crazy, man. <clears throat> like,
0: you know, Saturn doesn't care what's going on. He's a bit mental, isn't he? A bit crazy, a Bit. Is it
1: the fact that he's a bit crazy or is it the fact that he's a bit of a shitting ring worker?
0: I don't think he's... Too bad. I think we've seen worse. You know. Oh, no, we'll, yeah, we've definitely we'll seen, seen worse. worse. Yeah, Mongo yeah. and Bulldog. No, right. don't forget, well, Saturn... Oh, my God. Saturn just got suplexed down. Booker T on the top now.
1: Oh, a lovely missile drop kick there from the bookman. Taking Saturn down. Can he capitalise on this?
0: Well, Saturn was there with Benoit, Guerrero and Blanco, wasn't he? So if they accepted into the group, you must not been a bad worker. That's all I'm. That's all I'm saying. T- not too bad. Maybe, maybe he was there to make him look good, like Jared. Wals- <laughs> okay, now Irish whip Saturn. Oh, well, Bug thought he had the job done, but Saturn reversing it now into a like a T-bone suplex. This is better than a Rick Martel match. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Saturn is a better worker than Rick Martel,
1: even improvising. <laughs> Oh, I'd have hate, absolutely hated it if uh, Rick Martel hadn't got injured and it was Saturn versus Rick Martel. <laughs> yeah,
0: 15 minute Rick Martell versus Saturn match. Phew. Well, I'm just, just glad I've seen Booker.
1: Lovely belly to belly overhead suplex there, but Saturn going for another cover. Booker T
0: managing to kick out. Ah, well, Saturn's got impressive suplexes, which is not easy to say. They're yeah, talking through it all. Oh, Saturn, boot up, springboard. Oh! Moonsault. And uh, now both men to the feet.
1: Oh, Booker T with a bit of a fumble there. He is looking to bounce uh, springboard off the top rope. Goes for a cross body. Saturn sidestepped it. Goes for his own cover. Pinning Booker up, but only a two count.
0: Two count. And now, sleeper in for Saturn. He's going to send Booker. Booker! To sleep. Crowd's going a little bit quiet at the moment. I think they're just waiting for their time for comeback. Mike tonight telling us about Rick Martell's injury.
1: Torn MCL.
0: Booker T fighting back now. Dudges Saturn, make that twice. Oy. Oh! And a double cross body which pleases James no end. I'm a
1: bit surprised that the uh, the Flock haven't uh, stuck their noses into this match mm. as Ma- of yet.
0: Maybe Saturn said to them, hey Flock, I'm going to do it myself. Flock He's, off. Exactly, actually be impressive in Nitro. Saturn there with a scoop slam on Booker. Yeah, Randy Orton esque. <laughs> no,
1: nothing like not Randy Orton. It
0: was Randy Orton esque, it's beautiful. He's oh, down. Man.
1: What the fuck's Booker T doing? What's Booker T doing? Sidewalk slam. Rooney time. Nope. Going up top time.
0: Is it Houston hangover time? Oh.
1: Oh, Perry Saturn dodges out of the way.
0: <coughs> and now Saturn picking up a lifeless Booker T. Northern life. Bridges out. One, two. Oh. But Booker managing to kick out. Oh. Ah. Saturn's not finished him yet. Picks him up again. Oh. Low German suplex. Booker getting up at two. Two. Lovely
1: bridge there by Saturn. Oh, going for a third. Booker T rolling out. Hit the kick. One, One, two,
0: three. three. Uh, That's the kick that put Rick Martel away. And he beats Booker T. The fans seem to be happy. Dan, what do you think of the match?
1: Uh, It was a lot better than the first match. Yeah, you know, great work for, you know, someone that I don't really get on with. Saturn, well, not not that we don't get on, you know, yeah. nothing personal he's great against beef him. in this podcast, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, you know, it was uh, especially for something off the cuff as well. Yeah. Between these two, you know,
0: it was uh, really well
1: worked between the two. A bloody good match, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it makes Booker T look like a star. He's beaten two men in a row, you know, he's been wrestling for the first, what, half hour of this, this pay-per-view. Uh, it, it's all good in my books, you know, I think it's a great way to start. Well, we're backstage now with, of course, the legend that is... Mike Tano. Well, we see Chris Jericho on WCWWrestling.com's table. Getting asked questions by Mark Madden about his thoughts tonight. Of course, it will be Jericho versus Hoovy Mask versus title. But up next, it is, I believe... Is that Parker coming out here now? Yep, so it's Parker coming out here. The chairman of WCW... I see what he did there. You see what I did there. And recent times, during a <laughs> Disco Inferno match, Leparka came out with the steel chair and made an enemy of Disco. Disco got a bit of retribution last week when he hit a. I'm going to call it a stunner, but I have got i have got a name for it. It led to this match. Wait a minute, two more. It's Disco Inferno. Fever. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so disco's out here. We're going to get started. But tell me about La Parker. Dan, fill anybody in that don't know him. I mean, he was quite a fixture for WCW. But anybody I'm not sure?
1: He's best known for what he is as La Parker, especially from his many years in WCW. He was forced to change his ring name from La Parker to La Parker, short for La Authentica Park, uh, the original park in early 2003. He's a three-time world champion. Ooh. He had the IWC World Heavyweight Champion, the IWC World Half he- Champion, and the IWL World Heavyweight Championships all at once.
0: Oh, my fuck. What are do you doing, WCW, then? Match has started. parker has gone straight after Disco. Disco hasn't even got his top off yet. Leparka now, oh, that is a lovely power slam. And now he's dancing away. He's mocking Disco Inferno. And the Parker
1: WCW, he was there for four years. Ooh. Funnily enough, he was nicknamed the chairman of WCW hey. due to the fact that he often carried a chair to the ring and played air guitar on it during his entrances and generally used it both in matches and in post-match celebrations.
0: Yeah, and he's been using it recently, so there you go. And Disco's trying to stop that. So Le park they do a lot in WWE, but I think people liked it because different characters, not many dudes dress up as skeletons, swing chairs and dance around like this, do they, you know? So Well,
1: he's not had a good uh, run in with Goldberg. Um in June ninety eight he tore his ACL while receiving a spear from Goldberg. The injury kept him out of the ring until September ninety eight. In ninety nine on an episode of Thunder, Goldberg ripped La Parker's arm out of his socket after a botched
0: move. <laughs> Fucking hell. So Goldberg and Le Parker don't send each other Christmas cards.
1: <laughs> Certainly not, no.
0: And La Parker's just dumped Disco Inferno to the outside. He's in trouble. We talk about La Parker being there. Disco Inferno is in WWE for absolute years, never made it to WWE. We don't need it, we've got Fandango now. Fandango's like an upgrade on Disco. Perhaps. Well, he is, yeah. That's <laughs> Parker sends Disco inferno to the barricade and clotheslines him.
1: Is he dead or is he alive?
0: Disco, is alive. Glenn Gilbert.
1: Glenn Gilbert.
0: Yeah, he was in TNA as well when it first started 2002.
1: Well, he was in WWE for six years. He became a one-time Cruiserweight champion, a two-time TV champion, and a one-time tag team champion.
0: Disco waiting in the ring for the Parker to recover.
1: Oh, gets hung up on the top rope though. Now the Parker's in a bit of control. Oh, running kick to the midsection. Follows that oh. with a kick to the back of the head.
0: That might be a knockout kick. Rolls over. It might be too close to the ropes.
1: Well, very close to the ropes. Disco had his feet wrapped right around the middle rope.
0: In the Parker checking with the referee. I
1: think the WCW ring's a bit too small. Yeah, I
0: think it. it yeah. It is smaller. And the t- I don't like turnbuckles like that. What do you, what do you think? Let's, no. let's talk turnbuckles. Look the
1: turnbuckles look cheap.
0: Mm. I, just don't I don't know. know
1: about having the name of the event written across the ring either.
0: I quite like that, but I don't like the apron being blank. You know what I mean? If do they're the going to the do that. Apron. Yeah, do the outside yeah. aprons.
1: But that ring looks really dirty.
0: <clears throat> but anyway. Yeah, 20 years ago, rings were expensive. Yeah. <laughs> The Parker dropped toehold to Disco Inferno. Now looking to roll him up for the cover. But again, very close cool. to the ropes. Yeah, We'll see if that's a problem as we go on. Oh, my God. Hard chop there by the Parker. All right, the Parker now mocking Disco Inferno again. Going to Irish rip Disco. But Disco managing to dodge out the way. No, it's not. Gets hit by a drop kick. Sent down to the canvas. Parker goes for the cover. But too cocky, and of course, Disco gets his shoulder up at two. Two! There's no urgency to this pay-per-view, is there? <laughs> is it, is it...
1: No, definitely not. Um, it seems like they're dragging it out. I mean, we've had a 30-minute match to start off with. I know it was divided up into two kind of matches, but...
0: It's still the same, yeah.
1: And then we've got this uh, match between Disco and La It doesn't. I don't know, it just doesn't seem to have any substance to it
0: no I know they've had a kind of recent rivalry but there's yeah, actually no hatred and oh Disco sending the parker it lands on his neck a back elbow but yeah no real way going for the cover the parker kicks out oh it's not too great this at the moment but the parker the boots oh, oh and a
1: kick to the forehead for a Disco as well
0: and we have still got so much to come. Like, we have still got about like 10 matches where it is. Disco trying to dodge the Parker.
1: Well, deposits him to the outside but the Parker landed on the apron. Hops his way over the top and Hurricane Rana's Disco to the outside.
0: Did Disco did Disco hurt his knee there on the outside when he got thrown across? They are very They are wafer thin, James. Yes, you're correct. And the Parker's
1: going to fly. Ooh. Oh, flies out, takes out Disco Fano, lands on his own knees.
0: Oh, my God. And again, the fans, who might not be ready for that. There's small children there, God damn it.
1: Well, you know, it's good to see that they've, uh, through the times, they kind of upgraded it. I know they went for a while with just a cover over the barricades and then they upgraded them to having some yeah. kind of protective casement the, the over panic, them as well, yeah. yeah. And
0: we're going to see that change in WWF and uh, we'll see what happens in w s w at the moment. I still think W is winning, it's just they could do a little bit of improvements around ringside as well. I quite like the announce table being far away from the ring and and stuff like that. The announcers having their own little spot, so to speak. Well, that kind
1: of separates them. So I know it's kind of on the entrance way anyway, and no, they do have some interaction when they're coming down the ring, if they've got to be a beef with certain wrestlers. But no, you know it's far enough out of the way but then you don't see many people getting put through the announcement. Yeah, exactly. So
0: there's a lot less hardcore at the moment in WWE than there is in WWF. You can see they're trying different things, whereas I think they've got the wrestling. Yeah, even though the wrestling quality is not great sometimes on Nitro, it's still better, isn't it? You know, like, yeah. We've just seen Parker sent into the uh, ring post and now Disco with a clothesline, but still can't put him away.
1: No, Leparka getting his shoulder up at two. Two. Irish rip attempt reversed by Leparka, but... Disco goes low, a lovely swinging net breaker.
0: A lot of disco ball swinging away. Can he get him down? Oh, booty! Two, sorry, <laughs> kick out. Uh, two. I go through boot booty. penis. What? Now Disco not even making contact with those kicks. Sorry, stomping a mud hole in La the Parker there. Ooh. Oh, did he inadvertently hit the referee? I mean, referee got poked to the eye accidentally. Yeah, and La Parker going outside to find his friend, his tag team partner. He is the chairman of the WCW. And here we come slowly, but surely. referee's taking his sweet-ass time.
1: Don't call me Shirley, but yes, he is. Get into the ring, he's going to introduce it to Disco's face.
0: No, referee's still going to see it, and Disco is seated now. What is the Parker got planned? Well, nothing...
1: Referee turns around, he sees what's going on.
0: But he's saying, there's nothing I can do, because, you know, he's on a chair. Oh, no. Disco pushes out the Parker's legs. Crutches him on top. Okay, which face is this gonna go? Terribly. <laughs> oh, trying to superplex, but the
1: Parker hanging on. This guy's trying to fight out of it, but the Parker's perched up top, snapping Disco. Oh, and he gets thrown face first into the steel metal chair.
0: Oh, nothing Ravi could do about it. Oh, now he decides to get <laughs> out after
1: the Parker's gone face first into it, and a Disco stunner.
0: There we go, hits it on the Parker. Gets the job done. Uh, I was just thinking then, like, the Saturn Booker T, yeah, they, they called it on the spot. I think they did exactly the same with this match. This just fucking saying else. But not, not maybe, Dan, you thought different. What do you think of this match?
1: Um, There was a few not bad moments in there. But again, yeah, it does look like it was called on the fly. Um, There was a few, you know, as I say, there was a few impressive moves in there. But, no, nah, it wasn't the greatest of matches. I thought it was a bit drawn out. A bit slapdash put together,
0: mm. yeah. No, me too. And you know, there's other talent that could be used for this pay per view, but instead they chose the parker and disco. Would these be the future of WSW? No. no. So, <laughs> what can you do? Well, hopefully, it improves as we move on. So, see a couple of highlights of that match. <laughs> that was a long ass match as well, wasn't it? You know.
1: It was, yes. It was an 11 minute 41 second.
0: No, I felt every, every second of that 11 minutes and 47 seconds.
1: Well, the total time for the Booker T match, he defeated Martel in 10 minutes, 23 seconds. He beat defeated Perry Saturn in 14 minutes, 23 seconds.
0: Fucking hell. So 25 minutes there.
1: So 20, nearly 26 minutes.
0: But this guy gets a victory. Fair play to him. That's Nick Patrick standing next to Jojo chilling. The thing is, if they spent more time on like the wrestlers and the stories like that, not fucking on officials and authority figures, then you know, they might have done something right. you know. I mean, Nick Patrick is getting focused on here. Do you care if Nick Patrick is going to be referee or not, even though he was involved in that thing at Starcade?
1: No, well, I, you know, I kind of understand where you're coming from, but this is a time when they was focused a bit on the referees. I know referees are 90% nameless nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they have less of a role. In anything in the matches, but you know, there was there was a time where you had a snidey referee, you yeah, had like a, a WCW referee during the invasion, you know, they kind of throw their calls, you had the, you know, the referee from the NWA mm-hmm. in the WWE, you know, so they, they're kind of like making everyone a part of it, but now it's, you know, more focused on the wrestling and... So on and so
0: forth. Yeah. No, I suppose you're right. I shouldn't be so negative. If uh, we move on, and it is next match, Brad Armstrong. Now, this strapping young man, uh, he's part of the Armstrong family. And, of course, his brother is... Road dog. <laughs> yeah, road dog.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. He looks a bit like him. He does look like the road dog. Yeah, his brother's a road dog. He's coming out here. Pat Armstrong, the Armstrong curse, is apparently Brad Armstrong never getting a chance at... uh well, at a chance at the top in WWE, or, in fact, WWE. He wrestled Vic Flair back in the Territory days, uh, you know, 10 years ago or so. And I've uh, never successful, really. We have seen Brad Armstrong in action. He lost to Goldberg a couple of weeks ago. And he thinks he can do a better job here tonight. <laughs> so,
1: James, Brad Armstrong, dead or alive?
0: Alive. Oh, he's got to be alive.
1: He's dead. He when died did... in 2012.
0: Oh, fuck it. What did he die of? Uh, his heart stopped beating. <laughs> oh shit, stop breathing.
1: Nah, um, I will find out for you. He'll be
0: missed.
1: He was found dead in his Georgia home after seeing a physician the previous week for an undisclosed medical issue. His former Lightning Express tag team partner and best friend, Tim Horner, speculated that Armstrong died from a heart attack.
0: His oh. heart stopped Look at this man coming out here through the actual fireworks and a promo, a pyro even. It is Bill Goldberg, and what an impressive man Mountain this is. You know, people might call him a stone cold rip off, but the intensity of this guy when he gets in between those ropes, even coming out here, it's St. else, Dan, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you know, to to compare him to Austin. I, when I first saw him, I thought, you know, bald head, goatee beard, black trunks, Austin rip off. But you know, Austin and Goldberg are probably two more polar opposites. You know, the only thing they have in common is. Neither of them, and they're both admitting it, they weren't the greatest workers in ring.
0: Yeah, and we know Bill Goldberg is still green at this point, but he's looking to extend his undefeated streak, and he features at yet another pay-per-view.
1: Yes, you know, I'll be the first to admit he's still Bill Greenberg.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like it. And Armstrong, I don't think he's going to win a power battle. He's going to try and outwit Goldberg. The closest we've come to seeing it here on the podcast is uh, Stephen Regal a couple of weeks ago. And Goldberg trying to break the leg of Brad Armstrong.
1: (laughs) Trying to tear his ACL.
0: Oh, and Armstrong trying to run into Goldberg. That's a mistake.
1: Oh, look at the power. He lifts him up with relative ease. Drops him over to his shoulder to a power slam.
0: That is one of my favourite power moves there. Grinner Press slams him down. This might be over before it's even started. No, play with him a bit more. Oh, fucking hell look
1: to the ref and he's like, "You still got a minute or so." Yeah, no, yeah, a
0: bit more. And he throws Armstrong back in the corner, <laughs> knee to the midsection.
1: Throws him to the opposite corner with such force. Cool. Oh, a lovely belly to belly overhead.
0: And that was unassisted, meaning Brad Armstrong had to phone over the top there.
1: Nah, but Bradley's starting to fight back. A kick to the knee, and a few punches and kicks to the midsection, followed up by. a Poked to the eye. Oh, and he gets Goldberg down. With a side Russian leg sweep when he is very happy with himself. That's
0: impressive.
1: Uh Uh-oh. He turns around into Goldberg. Oh! Pump and handled. (laughs) Exploder suplex. James, have you ever seen that before? No, I haven't. Don't turn around, Armstrong. (laughs) Oh. And he follows it up with a thunderous spear.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it's only going to go one way now. Oh, well, James, incredible. jack him up. Yeah. Oh, look at the power! And
1: hammer him down. Oh, one, arm. one One, two, three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tis
1: you like a man who doesn't get paid by the minute. <clears throat>
0: That's how I play when I when I play SmackDown vs. Raw. That is SmackDown vs. Raw. When I'm playing 2K18, that is the shit I'm doing. The power moves, like in Brad that. Armstrong. Yeah, <laughs> 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 power moves. My word, so impressive with Goldberg. You have to fear for the next man in. Life <laughs> where you have to fear whoever's next. Look at this. gorilla press, bang, bang. No fucking chance.
1: That is the man who, 20 years later, go on to beat Brock Lesnar in record time.
0: It's amazing to think. and This is where it all started for Goldberg. This is just the beginning for him. He's only been around, like I so, say, since September of 97. So only a few months, but just growing every week.
1: He's starting to see why I, I liked him so much.
0: Oh, you fucking hell yeah. This is, <clears throat> this is unlike anything we've seen. You know, like, you talk about long-winded matches. No, <laughs> Goldberg came... Saw destroyed, left, and it just makes you want to see him again. and Again, it would make me want to tune into Nitro and and the pay per views week in week out to see what the fuck yeah. he was up to.
1: And oh, no, you know, I'm I'm the first to admit he hasn't been against the most formidable of opponents. I think you know he's he's still up there with the equivalents of Kane and Undertaker. You know, as dominant forces.
0: Yeah, he is. He, you know, but yeah.
1: in, you know, in, in some ways, he kind of. I don't know. He, he doesn't seem to be challenged as much as them, though.
0: This is the thing that we're going to hopefully see as night eight <laughs> continues. You know, we talk about Kane. Maybe the Undertaker comes back and fights him with Goldberg. Who's going to be there and how know, high? Who is going to be next? Exactly, and how high can he reach in WWE? But up next, it is the cruiserweight title on the line: Mask versus Ch- uh, Cruiserweight, Mask versus title. Hoovy versus Jericho. And that's given the pay per view a, a shot of life in the arm now, hasn't it? You know, yeah. Here comes the cruiserweight champion, Dan. And do you know what he's doing? As he comes to the ring, you'll never guess what he's doing. He is smirking.
1: No, James, he has not got a cigarette in his gob. He has got a smile upon his face,
0: and he's got the cruiserweight championship around his as he comes out here, looking to take the mask of Hoventud Guerrero, of Hoovy's face, of Hoovy's face. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Will he be able to get it here tonight? This should be a cracking match up the cruiserweights. In action, of course, Rome Steel was injured by Jericho at the last pay-per-view. Would he look to be doing
1: what's that, my love? <laughs> Will he
0: look to be doing in Huventu Guerrero here tonight? Can the Lionheart continue his cruiserweight title reign? He does want to take his title off,
1: he doesn't. he with his belt
0: around yeah. his waist. And we saw a fantastic tag team match, didn't we, uh, on Nitro with Jericho teaming up with Eddie Guerrero against Malenko and Chris Benoit. Hoping the action is just as crisp here. Hopefully, we've got rid of the trash The Goldberg. Sight us up now for the rest of the good pay for you. We've got a huge main event, Sting and Hogan, to look forward to. So, it is indeed the juice
1: versus the Goat.
0: Well, here we go. I think, do you know right? We can talk about it now. We're recording this in, what, 2018, start 2018. Jericho, in the last couple of years, has gone from like a superstar who I thought was, um, you know, a Hall of Fame definitely and a good wrestler to an all-time great now, what he's achieved. Not only will the Jericho again reinvent himself. But the whole thing with New Japan and uh, becoming like this real fucking legend, it it is with Chris Jericho. You look at the history, what he's done in ECW, WCW, WWE, and everywhere else now. Even with Fozzy, you've got a credit to Jericho. And, you know, I've been a bit harsh on Jericho on this podcast, and I'm not going to lie to you. But now I've got to kind of bow down to the greatness, especially we talk about on Raw you know young Rock and seeing him come up it's exactly the same with Chris Jericho that we're seeing here you know this kind of building foundations
1: well the man that would go on to defeat not only the Rock but Stone Cold in the same night to become yeah. the undisputed the first ever undisputed heavyweight champion and it's
0: not about his problems you know we're going to document you know Jericho's move across to WF next year when when it eventually happens and you'll see you know his trouble at the start and trying to get himself over now because it's completely different it's you know, type for me, if I over to WF, you got to try a lot harder than you do if you're a WF guy getting signed to WW. You just get put in it. You know, look at Rick Martel, just do what you want to do. Brian um, Adams, Brian Adams, you just like yeah, put into the NWA. You know, he'll be all right. Whereas I think you got to work for your role. We heard it a bit from um, Big Show, Giant, didn't it? When he went over, we'll, we'll talk about that next year as well. But when he went over there, he's like, right, you have to earn your victories as opposed to you know, you just get given a spot.
1: Well, you know, did these two forces, I mean, they made the jump before the invasion angle. They yep. was both a pivotal part of the invasion angle as well.
0: I think, most, I think they realised we weren't going to get any further up the card. I think with Chris Jericho, you know, being a Cruiserweight champion, they probably thought he's, you know, Cruiserweight, might go for the US title if you want, but he'll never be a, a WWE a champion, though. Know. And I think a lot of these cruiserweights, it was a kind of the same thing. And Eric Bischoff, at this point in time, didn't like wrestlers with the masks, even though he brought Mexican wrestlers in. He wanted to show the reason why, you know, the mask was on the line in this one with Rey Mysterio and yeah, other these other guys as well. Off. You know, and uh, it's kind of a weird thinking about it. He kind of took away what was special about the cruiserweights as well, you know.
1: <laughs> What's Jericho doing? I mean... <laughs> He's getting counted out on the outside. He sticks his head up, has a quick look round, and then lays it back down again. Well, a count in it for a third time there.
0: A count out victory is a title defence, isn't it? So that means Hoovy would might win the match, but Jerko would still be cruiserweight champion.
1: Well, if Hoovy knows what's going on, bring him back into the ring, which he finally does <laughs> yeah. after a count of seven.
0: We should say Jerko got there thanks to Hoovy. Hurricane honoring him maybe a little bit untidily to the outside. Hoovy's tried to uh, take control early on. Jericho's not really seemed to trouble up until this point. So,
1: you know, again, we've commented on wrestlers. to Guerrero, where do you think he stands with you?
0: Uh, I, I, was, I was thinking about this, weirdly enough, the other day, Hooventud Guerrero, because uh, Mexico's came into my head, and I thought, oh, yeah, wasn't that a group with Sibcosis and Hoovy? What happened? I looked it up, and Hoovy's uh, attitude basically got in fire from the WWE, you know. And, you, and when that's a problem, you think to yourself, how big an ego or who do you think you actually are? Don't get me wrong, it might have been successful in Mexico, a little bit of success in WCW, but you ain't, like we've talked about, you ain't nothing until you've, you've proven yourself on the, the biggest stage possible. And with an attitude, you're never gonna, it's never going to work out for you, you know. Just, you get, just look at Enzo. Exactly, look at Enzo. I mean, Hoovey at this point is 21 years old. And spoiler alert: when he does lose the mask, you know he's not a bad-looking guy either. So you just got to think about the kind of your promos and your stuff like who you associate with. I'm sure Conan was in his ear as well. It's just bad life choices, you know. <laughs> like you look at him and Mysterio; it's not a lot of difference, really. You just I think it's how you present yourself as well in a weird. But like with well, Jericho, you, you know, know,
1: in a in a parallel timeline, in a parallel universe. Hooventude might have been given the push that Mysterio was.
0: And this is why. Was it backstage politics or was it just because of performances? And fucking hell. Wow.
1: And Jericho just uses steps as kind of like a stepping stone to try and take out Hooventude. But Hooventude was wise to it, caught Jericho, hung him up throat first on the barricade on the outside.
0: And that might be the match turner right there. If Hoovie can get Jericho in the ring, maybe capitalise on it.
1: Keep his mask and capture the Cruiserweight mm. Championship.
0: And springboard's in, cross body.
1: But Jericho, oh!
0: slightly bigger wrestler. He gets him in a pump-handled tombstone. But he he can't get the cover because his throat still hurts from the attack. Using the ropes now, finally getting it. One, two, oh. Well, UV managing to kick out. Uh, but I felt if he, you know, been quicker with that, it might be match over. Now he seems a bit frustrated.
1: <clears throat> Kicks UV to the head, trying to usher him up to his feet.
0: Well, that's what Jericho's all about. Like I said, he never lost sight of who he was, you know, even whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's an absolute pleasure to see Jericho. He's not changed his character so much, you know, whether he's a face, whether he's a heel, whatever he's going for, you know. He's always been the same cocky style Jericho who, you know, he likes the fans. You know, I remember a match he was in, like, you know, when he returned recently and you know, I was trying and you've still got it and he just trying back I've never lost it baby
0: yeah. there's a thing in my head that I count like uh how great a rest of it is by the amount of things you can do and not just in ring but the amount of characters that you can change being the same guy and it's like being the badass being the guy that comes out and beats everybody up you can try and get away with that and do that you know be the, the cocky guy who always uh flaunting around doing, that's what Jericho does best. You know, he could be the clown, the guy that has the list of Jericho, has the scarf, takes, you know, piss and stuff like that, and can still get the job done. You know, we've seen the serious side of Jericho. We've seen, the uh, you know, the the, all these different facets of the Chris Jericho character, even when the Trish feud with Christian, when it was about a woman and stuff like this as well. You know, Stephanie McMahon feud, when he adapted to that. It's Yeah, well, you you know, know. yeah, yeah.
1: He had a great feud with Shawn Michaels as well. I think it was uh, 2002, Royal Rumble,
0: 2003. Yeah, when when he finally had that WrestleMania match in WrestleMania 19, yeah, 2003. But even later on with Michaels again, when he punched Michael's wife in 2008 when he had that feud over the world title, you know. So, you know, Jericho is fantastic. And even this match here, you know, means more to me than any of the other matches that we've seen so far, maybe barring Goldberg. Just because what Jericho's doing with the cats, you know, he's obviously mocking... These uh, wrestlers, and see, you want to see him get his comeuppance. And you know, I think more fans are interested in seeing Jericho get hurt in this match than they are Hoovy winning. If you know what I mean, in a weird way.
1: Yeah, but, you know he's he's a quick thinker. He's a quick talker. He's you know I think he has when it comes to being a complete wrestler. He has got it there. You know he's a brilliant yeah. in ring worker. He's a brilliant talker. He's got you know a character. He's you know it's. Everything about him is, is just great.
0: Well, yeah, and the and the interest, Co, is that if he'd have stayed on with WCW, would he eventually become, you know, a, a main eventer and a world champion? Would he be able to change it at all, you know, in, in for WCW? Was Jericho, did he have that wide appeal? Maybe you say no, he wouldn't, but it's the kind of thing of you never know, do you? If you can you uh...
1: never know, but then again, you know, I think he might have been... Discredited, like you know, with the lack of D, likes of DDP. He was a great worker and he's really well respected in the WCW. But when he made the yeah. WWE during the invasion time, he was Undertaker's wife, Stalker.
0: Exactly. So it depends what you're given and it depends uh, how you use it and come through the hard parts as well on the other side. We've seen Juve Trilla hit Havoc and Ron and Jericho are dropping down an electric chair. And then just now,
1: it was just, well, it looks like he was going up for a moonsault or a lion'sault as. Jericho would call it and uh, no lion sorts when he springboarded wasn't it Yeah. he was looking to go for a moonsault but Hoovey drop kicked him from behind and Jericho kind of tumbled out of the ring looked to be walking away but Hoovey done a suicide dive took out Jericho
0: <laughs> I think it was a springboard over the top I mean literally Jericho was about a quarter of the way down the uh, entrance way yeah. <laughs> just flew after him <laughs> which is impressive in its own like, right Hoovey throws him in now of course, I also like Hoovy because of his finisher called the Hoovy Driver. I like a wrestler where their name is literally just a move, you know. It's always fun for me. Like the RKO. Oh, my God. Hits Hoovy Driver. There we go. <laughs> it's over. And now...
1: No, I don't think, you know, he probably feels it's not enough to put Y2J away. So, he's going up top.
0: 450 time. Oh. Hits the 450. One, two... Oh, no. Jericho,
1: again, too close to the bottom rope.
0: Yeah. Jericho
1: got his hand out.
0: Well, Hoovey thinks
1: he's won the match and kept his mask, but, the, you know, be- the referee's trying to tell him.
0: All rang as well. The referee said, no, he did get a hand on the ropes. And now Jericho's recovered. Oh. Goes down low, takes Hoovy's leg out. Sees the opportunity. And this might be, I say, beginning of the end. Picks Hoovy up. Uh-oh, oh, Hoovey turns... Through.
1: Jericho managing to kick out.
0: Ah. Jericho must be getting frustrated, but a clothesline then. Nearly from hell. No. Hoovey gets his shoulder up at two. Two. Jericho again, trying to that. Maybe German suplex front forward now.
1: Oh! Oh, wow, he's looking for a powerbomb of some sorts, but Hoovey turned it into a lovely DDT. Plants Jericho, turns him over for the cover. Two. Oh! Jericho managing to get his shoulder
0: up a two. Two. Oh, I think that's the closest we've come here in this match. Hoovey put Jericho up on the top. Jericho pushed him off. Come diving down, but Hoovey... Now he's, he's... been placed on the top rope.
1: Oh, now in a very precarious position. Hoovey springs, boards in. Oh. Hurricane Rana off the... As Jericho is perched on the top rope. 2 he's got him, but... No, Jericho didn't cover reverses, him. but Hoovy rolls through. Goes for another pinfall. Jericho powers out.
0: Yeah, you don't see that often. Turns it into dragon. Oh, I was about to say An dragon. Inverted, inverted
1: suit, huh? suplex there.
0: Come on, baby. Jericho, put him away.
1: See, nowadays, Jericho would have landed on his feet.
0: Mm. Lion salt right on the stomach. Here comes Hoovy running in.
1: Wheelbarrow. Oh, but Jericho catches him, plants him. Oh. Looking for the walls of Jericho. But Hoovy turns it into a pinning combination, but unable to get Jericho's shoulders down.
0: And now Jericho doesn't really know where he is. Hoovey's taking advantage. Jericho versus Irish Whip. Picks him up. Oh, Hurricane Runner.
1: No, Jericho catches it, turns it into the the lion tamer.
0: Oh, my God. And look at the way Hoovey's position right in the middle of the ring. He's got no choice. He verbally says, I give in. I lose my mask. I'm a loser. I can't get out of this. But the damage might have been done. But Jericho, unbelievably, not only retains... His Cruiserweight title was clean, really, as you like, you can say. Yeah, he's also
1: captured the movie. Mm.
0: I think that was quite a good match, actually.
1: That was, yeah, a very entertaining match. Uh, yeah, you know, there was a couple of little faults in it, but, yeah. no, you know, I thought it was a, a really well-worked match between both men.
0: I think it's the best match of the night so far.
1: Yeah, well, as far as workings, as far as works go, yeah, that's the best match I've seen, but, you know, as If you're going on a dominance streak, then the Goldberg match.
0: Well, now Jericho's got the mic. So let's see what horrible disfigurement hoovy has got. This is the biggest sign of disrespect in Mexican wrestling. Having your mask taken, you're not allowed to wear it again after you've been taken from you. (coughs) Very mysterious. Yeah, I know. It's disgusting, isn't it? Oh, and he gets the mask yanked off him. And oh my God. And what do you think of his face, Dan? A very handsome
1: young man. He is a
0: handsome young man. Piercing eyes. But he's let everybody down, including Mexican wrestling. But at least Jericho's cruise weight champ.
1: Well, a bloody good match between the two of them. And, you know, it's a uh, sad sight to see a, a Mexican lucha-style wrestler losing his mask.
0: Yeah, it is. But the Jericho phenomenon carries on. And I am definitely Jericho-holic. We'll be following this closely. But now we move on to our next match. And this should be great. has <laughs> been waiting for, for a very long time, the rematch of all rematches. Steve Mongo McMichael versus my man, the British Bulldog. And these guys have been feuding over the past couple of weeks. I mean, Dan, what are your thoughts on the uh, first match that you saw? Terrible. No, no, but how terrible? On a scale of 1 to 10. Minus 15. <laughs> It might have been the worst thing I've ever seen. But hopefully they've improved. They've been brawling backstage and stuff. Because don't forget, um, (laughs) Steve Monger and Michael came out and said that he wants to get his uh, knee deep in some boys. He wants to get knee deep in boys. And then Bulldog came out and said he wants a bone to chew on. He wants a big bone. And Michael's that bone. Manchester, England, England. And look at him coming out here. Drake to the Union Jack Flag, that is fantastic. Look at that bulldog. W C W. He looks in great shape. Sure he might have had a little bit of saint before the show started. His
1: eyes look glazed over like he's been eating donuts.
0: Oh. Well but Michael's actually been eating donuts, so <laughs> I suppose that's Stop shaking fucking hands, Bulldog. What have I told you? Don't need to come out and introduce yourself to everybody, know who you are. If not, look at your trunks. So, Bulldog, McMichael. This is going to be absolutely fantastic. (coughs) We thought Goldberg and Jericho were entertaining. We ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, straight to it. Look at that beautiful drop toehold by the Bulldog. Forearm. 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 Irish whip.
1: Reversal. Boat to the midsection.
0: Oh, he's going for early. Tilt-a-well slam. And the commentator's talking about the rest of the card (laughs) during this match.
1: McMichael stamping on the heart of Bulldog.
0: Of course, Bulldog would die of a heart attack. And McMichael choking Bulldog on that second rope. McMichael backing Bulldog up. Now rocking him with a huge right hand. Of course, people might not know Steve McMichael, former NFL player with the uh, Chicago Bears and uh, his son is Mojo Rawley. As he slams down Bulldog, that's where he gets the awful shit wrestling fucking terrible character from
1: oh mongo looking for a leg drop misses wildly and bulldog there focusing on the leg he could barely stand up bless him
0: and neither can Michael. it is gonna be tough in this match get your breath back bulldog what's he going for what the hell is he trying to do why has he not got the legs in position properly and he's got a sharpshooter, maybe a shout-out to Brett.
1: It's a bit low, isn't it?
0: It's not very good at all, but, hey. Oh, Bulldog's suffering, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's tough at the moment. But it's the best British import, you know, into the WWF that we ever had. So, you know, you got to cut him some slack, you know. Bulldog's been there and done that. Meh. What? No, he is. He is. Without him, we would have had no British representative Apart from Lord Alfred Hayes in the first 30 years in Steve WF. Steve Regal? Steve Regal dubbed Stubby, wasn't he? Bulldog was WF, and he was in the ma- he main event some slams. Steve Regal never, I mean, yeah, never main event. Because it was in England. Yeah, but Regal never main event a the pay for you, did he? you got to think. You know, Bulldog, how many times did he challenge <laughs> for a WWE title? <laughs> for loads of times. I can think of at least 10 at the top of my head. But let's go back to this match, now. I don't want to make anybody listen to us forget about what's going on in this ring, you know? Mongo taking down Bulldog. Dan, walk me through what's going on. Come on, now.
1: Uh, Mongo is uh, working over Bulldog. He's rubbing his face into the mat. And that is typical Four Horsemen style. I mean, you know, that is the quality that the Four Horsemen had. No, it's not. It's not at all. (laughs) (laughs) The Four Horsemen were great workers. Yeah.
0: But Stephen Michael, Michael made that group. That's what's going to piss off a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, but Michael now, look at that double axe smash. Off the apron there, my word.
1: Followed by a kick to the arm and a couple of thunderous blows to the back. And Mongo with some kicks to the midsection of Bulldog as he's down both men there on the outside. Bulldog struggling to get back into this match now as he gets Irish whipped into the steel stairs.
0: And I don't know what the stairs did to Mongo to annoy him so much.
1: Probably they were better wrestlers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least the ring post got revenge from the stairs. (laughs) Yes, well,
1: Mongo going for a straight right to the head of Bulldog, he managed to duck and Mongo hit the ring post. And they managed to bounce Mongo's hand off the steel stairs, not once, but twice.
0: And if Mongo hasn't got a hand, then he can't, Go around hitting women, can he? (laughs) Why did Deborah leave him? That's all I'm saying. I cannot confirm or deny. That's all I'm saying. And she went to Steve Austin we know what happened there. That's all I'm saying.
1: Bulldog working over the hand and arm of Mongo. Going for some
0: big rights to the head. It's weird. Oh! Look at that. Look at that athleticism by the Bulldog. Power by Mongo. Oh, fucking. Bulldog there hanging himself up. It's weird because Bulldog died, right? I wish he hadn't. And Michael's alive and I wish he died. Isn't that weird the way it works?
1: Well, Mongo trying to go into the three-point stance, but where Bulldog's worked over his hand, he can't quite get the three-point. He's only got a two-point stance.
0: Well, it's brilliant strategy by the Bulldog. He's channeling his inner mojo. He is. <laughs> yes. McMichael now going to put him away with a tombstone, but he can't lift him, you see? Bulldog with the armbar. Middle of the ring again, tap out, idea. Well, the toughness of Michael there, screaming, and eventually having to tap out. He didn't tap out, submit, but the referee decided to call it. Nothing he could done, doing a break the arm. Bulldog Just to
1: get this match over and done with.
0: Exactly, referee's like, fuck this, that's that. Bulldog wins and leaves the ring. And uh, I mean, Dan, what a fantastic match that was.
1: Brilliant! Yeah, both men deserve to be in the hall of fame for this match alone. Telling the referee, screaming in his face, saying, "I didn't quit." This, I believe, isn't the end of things between Mongo McMichael and the British Bulldog. You, unfortunately, you wash your fucking mouth
0: out, telling me stuff like this. Oh, pushing away officials, pushing. And Michael might be going look for Bulldog. Wow, so that's Super Bowl eight at the moment in time. Well, things can't get any worse. It's the US title on the line next. You all know that means DDP defending against Dan's favourite wrestler, Chris Benoit.
1: Christopher Benoit.
0: I mean, just tell me stuff you like about Benoit. Um,
1: his ruthless aggression.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm leaving all this in, and we're gonna try something new this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. what do you think I, of Chris Benoit I think he's a fantastic worker who should be in the Hall of Fame just on this match alone <laughs> Benoit coming out here I mean what an athlete what a guy DDP's been saying he's a hell of a guy he deserves an opportunity no I mean it's, it's difficult isn't it with a Benoit match What is weird, for some reason, our first year on the podcast, we had nothing but Benoit matches. And we've we've not actually watched one in a while, I don't feel. When's the last time you watched a Benoit match?
1: Not for a while, no. No.
0: So he's going to go up against DDP. So we're going to focus more on the match rather than, you know, like we say, what happened after.
1: Well, you know, we've, we've spoken about it in great detail. I don't think there's any more that needs to be said. You know, it's... It's uh, a sad state of affairs of what happens, you know. We No one knows what possessed him to do it. But, no, you know, it's uh, we're going to focus also on DDP as well. He was, you know, he was a very good performer in WCW. Went to WWE and became a stalker and didn't really do much from that. You know, we know, we know he's gone on later on in his, well, I wouldn't say career, but like he's kind of uh, helped out former wrestlers as well with his DDP yoga. He's done a lot. For former wrestlers. I
0: think that's why he deserves a lot of credit, you know, with people like Scott Hall and Jake the Snake to be able to uh, look after him. Even Jericho, we said, does uh, DDP yoga and stuff like this. So it's a big influence that he's had. And, yeah, when he went to WF, that wasn't a good thing. That was a bad thing, wasn't it, that he went there and that <laughs> happened to him. So with WSW, he was one of those guys who started off old, didn't he? Started, He started work, he started becoming a wrestler in his 40s. People said he just got there because of Bischoff. But we're going to see what DDP does you know, we saw a feud last year with Macho Man Randy Savage and Randy Savage kind of giving him the rub. And now as United States champion, he beat Kurt Henning. And we see how he defends it. He wants to go against Benoit because he says Benoit deserves the opportunity, even though Raven's been getting involved in, you know, affairs as of late. And he just uh, wants to have, he wants to beat the best wrestler out there at this moment in time and move up to where he deserves on the card.
1: This he's currently 61 years old.
0: 60. So he's 41 back then. Jesus Christ, son.
1: Uh, he started in 1988 as a manager, 1989 as a
0: wrestler. Hey, Michael Hayes, free buzz.
1: Three-time WWE heavyweight champion, two-time WCW US champion, four-time WCW tag team champion, one-time television champion. He's the fourth WCW triple crown champion.
0: Well, they try to wrestle each other early going, and now it's turned more into a slugfest with DDP. He's kind of dressed like a street brawler, isn't he? Using the right hands. And the ring trying to send Benoit the wrong way. That was nice. Gut wrench up into a power bomb.
1: Yes, and of course, rightly so, he made his uh, last year, he was in a Hall of Fame. Yep. 2017, inducted by.
0: <sighs> Don't tell me. Eric Bischoff. Yes. Benoit going for the crossface there, but DDP squirming his way out the ring. Uh, both men to come close to ending this, so now they're going to go back to the uh, test of strength. There will be no shortcuts in this one. It will be... Ba- Power strength and then turned him into the pin. Yeah, a
1: pinfall there for, Dee- uh, for Chris A Couple of knife-edged chops.
0: No, Benoit the wrestler, did a lot of things right. There's not a lot you can uh, argue with, you know?
1: Benoit was a dad and a husband.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. That's what always comes back to, you know? It does. You it, can't you know, praise it... his... It's weird, you know, praising his in-ring work and then...
1: But let's not forget the man officiating this match Charles Robinson really yes. Rick Flair
0: Well Benoit's called The Crippler Do you know why? Why is that? Because in ECW he dropped Sabu on his head and broke his neck and he was given the nickname The Crippler and now this match broke into a slugfest both men trading DDP takes him down
1: Oh, Benoit turns it around with some big rights of his own but oh. DDP back on top And now both, both men, men going hell for leather at each other
0: Referee, Charles Robinson yeah. trying to
1: get in between them to break it up
0: Oh, and Benoit, you could argue, maybe a bit of a cheap shot there. He looks yes. to become a champion for the first time in WSW. He's been there a couple of years and no success. Leapfrog by Page.
1: Oh, catches him though. Rows him up for a pin, but DDP reverses. Goes for a pin of his own. Lovely strength there by DDP. Will barrows Benoit over to a suplex.
0: I think Page maybe was a little bit underrated as well just because of his age. You know, he goes for the cover, Benoit kicks out.
1: Ah, he does indeed, yes. You know,
0: cut impressive moves. I know it's Benoit helping him out, don't get me wrong, but you know, like we talked about, a wrestler who can have better matches with better wrestlers, you know. He's better than a complete arse clown like Steve McMichael. Oh, Benoit with a dropkick. Benoit, close eyes, Page, Dan. 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 Dan.
1: Dan. Benoit bouncing Page's head off the turnbuckle and working away with some kicks to the ribs. And, well, of course, they're already injured.
0: Yeah, you can see the bandage around DDP's midsection.
1: Snap my takedown.
0: And now the sleeper is going to take all the air. You see how he's got underneath the arm as well? Trying to just frustrate Page, make him have to carry Benoit's body weight. Well, Benoit the sleeper on Page. Was it wasn't a diamond cutter, but more of a jawbreaker. That seems to have frustrated Benoit more than anything. Page is up though.
1: And he's going crazy on Benoit. Oh, a snap suplex. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh. oh. Page managing
0: to kick out. Oh. And now back to that sleeper. Now well, Benoit now chops to Page. Trying to win the United States title, but Page, well, we've seen how tough he's been in recent times. Sleeper hold now. Page gets out of it, though, but Benoit lands on his feet. Straight back to the sleeper. Page trying to get a break. Gets him and, oh, dumps Benoit over the top. But Benoit's still back in this. To the top now. Oh. DDP crutches him. Caught the big right hand. DDP going to the top with Benoit. Superplex time.
1: Oh. He hit all of that one. Can he get the armour?
0: No, I think it's both been taken out of it. This has been a hard-hitting match. Referee, has got a standing, of course, got a ten, standing 10 count. Both men slowly get to their feet at the count of eight, nine. And now we return to this slugfest. This has been a brought out, well-told match. DDP, huge close line. Now might be looking to end it with a diamond cutter. <clears throat> now it goes for the pin instead, and Benoit gives him a chance to kick out.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But Benoit throws DDP to the outside. DDP's quick to recover, though. Goes all the way up top. Thunderous clothesline. Now goes for the cover. Benoit managing to kick out. Uh. Try to cripple the crossface, but... Tried to face, but Page's foot was on the bottom rope. Benoit now pulling him in. DDP rolls him up. Oh, both men trying to get the pin. neither successful there. Oh, Irish ripped into the turnbuckle. Page got Benoit. Belly to belly. Goes for the cover. Two... Oh, but Benoit managing to kick out. Uh, oh, my God. German suplex
1: led by Benoit. He's got him. One, two. Oh, oh DDP managing to just kick out. Uh-huh.
0: Well, which way is this match going to go? I thought Benoit had it.
1: Well, I think it's just one finishing move away from either man to end this.
0: Sometimes it's hell getting into heaven, Dan, and becoming US champion. I think we know where Benoit is at this moment in time. Irish ship to Page. Oh, Benoit
1: looking for a bulldog of some sorts. Page turned it into a DDT. Managed to drape the arm over one, two. Oh. But Benoit shooting the left arm up at the last possible second. DDP signaling for the end. Oh, but Benoit trying for the backslide. Page too strong for that. Revert, turns it into a diamond cutter. Good night, CB. One,
0: two, three. Oh, my word. So, after a hard-hitting match, DDP gets to win. Dan, what do you think of that?
1: That was a bloody good match between the two. Uh, really well worked. A really hard-hitting affair. A match that could have gone over anyway and told a great story. You know, it's DDP's uh, a wrestler that respects Chris Benoit, gave him the opportunity. It was a sign of respect to start the match off with. And, you know, you could tell that both men wanted this title.
0: Yeah, I think that was 15 minutes of pure... Action there for both men. D.D. top, but get, you know, take nothing away from Benoit in defeat. Uh, uh, really, really impressive, and I hope to see another rematch between these two men.
1: Most definitely, yes.
0: Yeah, the cards really picked up the past few matches, has not it? You know,
1: it has indeed. Well, we've seen seven matches, and aside from a couple of uh, questionable ones, you know, the, the cards certainly improved as it got on. The Booker T. Martel match wasn't terrible. The Booker T Saturn match improved. The Disco Inferno Le Parker wasn't great. The Goldberg Brad Armstrong that was just a squash match. Uh, the Jericho Even To was a bloody great match. Uh, the British Bulldog Steve Michael, again, you know, it was a terrible match, but it only lasted six minutes, so you know, it it didn't offend too much. I know James took a lot of offence to it. And the DDP Chris Benoit match, I mean. You know, that was, that was a brilliant work between the two.
0: Yeah, really, really good. DDP goes through the crowd. Celebrate the fan. He is the people's champion. And now we're left for our three main event matches. We know we've got Sting and Hogan. Find out who will be WWE champion. We've also got the tag team titles online. Steiners versus the Outsiders. And next, this is one that I'll be interested to see the outcome. It's Lex Luger versus the Macho Man Randy Savage, and I mean Savage at the moment. It's been the focal point of WWE, has not he? You know.
1: Oh yeah. Well, he's uh, he's kind of feuding with uh, feuding with the NWO, and he's got a big feud going on with Lex Luger. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And like, and then things like, what will a Macho do? What decision he wants to make? It's so weird when he said like. Oh, I I don't want to be kicked out of the NWO, I want to be the leader. So is there another power struggle going on? It's a lot less clear than it is in the nation at the moment, isn't it, over on Raw? It is indeed, yes. (laughs) But um, it should be good. Can the main event matches truly deliver here tonight? What we're here to say, he doesn't want to talk, he wants to see some action. Oh, the Giant. Bless him. Well, the Giant was meant to be here tonight at Super Bowl, but he can't make it. But he will be on WSW Monday Nitro tomorrow night. So we will see the giant and we'll get an update. Woo! Well, here comes what WSW say is the world's most dangerous man. The match matchman, Randy Savage, coming out here with Liz, or Miss Elizabeth, if you shall. Going to have to go against Lex Luger here tonight. And, macho, he's got a crazy look in his eye, hasn't he, you know?
1: He's Harry Kane's brother.
0: Oh, is he? Do you know, I read a fantastic article the other day, Dan, about Molly Holly uh, joining WSW when Macho Man was, you know, she was part of the team. And, you know, she was saying, like, the Macho Man was exactly the same backstage as he was on camera. You never were sure about him. Some days you would see him, and he would be the nicest guy around. And then some days you see him... And he could just be out there, you know. That is is such a dangerous...
1: That is the macho madness.
0: That's such a dangerous combination, isn't it? You know, you never know what to expect from him. He's coming out here. So you've got to look in his eyes. But every time the fans, you just think he might go around and just hit whoever's there. Looking for ring steps at the moment. (laughs) But the fans do like him still. He's still over, as they say, isn't
1: he? He is in the... You know, one quite, can't quite understand why, but...
0: you say well, why at this time, Macho, you know I mean? Not the Macho yeah. Man, obviously. Oh, not the
1: Macho Man character itself. You can understand why he was over as hell, but... I don't know, is it? Is he still living on his reputation? I've is consider- it a madness side of things?
0: It's like Randy Orton or John Cena, isn't it? It's just that continuous thing of, you know, because he's there, he's going to be featured in a prominent position, I suppose, you know? But here comes Lex Luger we talked about DDP's uh, midsection problems.
1: Well, you know, he was trapped in a net last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, you can say that during the attitude here. <laughs> you remember that week, he was trapped in a net? <laughs> yeah. Like a big fish. A big fish, <laughs> with sting coming flying down the ring, or a dumpster going off the side, or Owen Hart getting thrown off the stage. But here comes week after that attack. The Steve
1: Austin just lobbing a fucking trash can at someone's <laughs> yeah.
0: head. Well, here we go now. Lex Luger, Macho Man, Rally Savage. I mean, Lex Luger. We talk about him. I never rated him. I don't want to slate him too much. Dan? Was there ever a time you were a Luger fan?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed him when he was part of the, uh, the Wolf Pack. But, you know, aside from that, I wasn't really a... A huge Luger fan.
0: What was enjoyable? Let me, I, fill I
1: think, me in. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, it was probably more of the people he was surrounded with.
0: Oh yeah, fair enough, yeah. Well, we're going to see him in action. I don't expect to see a lot of wrestling holes, but we've already started. Luger, big right hand down. Oh my word. Oh.
1: Looking for his gorilla press, but then ribs just made and gave give way.
0: And the problem is you won't be able to flex that much either, Luger, will you, if the, your ribs are that bad? And the match only started, but Macho looks like he's been beaten down for about 10 minutes already. <laughs> Irish whip. Macho target in the area. It looks like
1: he's got a big bullseye on them ribs. As far as I'm aware, this is a no disqualification match.
0: Yep, so anything goes in this one. We saw what happened last month when the NWO got involved in this match between the clean finish now. That's <laughs> promised clean. There'll be no more shenanigans as the night goes on. It's been pretty clean so far, hasn't it? Really, I try to think what we've had. Uh,
1: yeah, you know, we started off with the Booker T. Two yep, matches. Those that clean finishes, clean
0: finishes. Yeah. Um, Mongo Mongo Mon- 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 Bulldog was a clean finish. Armbar. Um, Jericho was submission, wasn't it?
1: Yep, Disco Inferno beating La Well, no. it yeah, cleanish. Chair. I mean, La Parker introduced the chair. Disco used it. Yeah, uh, Goldberg. That was very clean. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need Jericho and
0: Juven too. Yeah, that a, was a little, you know, a DDP, little bit Cross
1: Benoit. Benoit. Cross Benoit.
0: And Macho now is taking control of this one. will wouldn't be that much surprise. And again, he is spitting. And I've told him not to spit before. He's obviously not listening to me. And he's spitting on Lex Luger. And now he's just standing on the midsection here. These are two of the biggest WSW stars. I mean, would Luger and Macho make a difference in the WWE if they'd have joined, Dan?
1: Uh, I don't think so, no.
0: It's weird, they both didn't make the transition, did they, when they went they across?
1: No, well, um... I think that was that was true of a lot of the uh the bigger stars, so to speak, you know, like the Goldbergs, the Nash, the Hulls, Savage, uh, Hogan.
0: But they all came back really, apart from these two. Think about it. Yeah. it, meant it wasn't it? I mean Macho, we've had rumours for years about it. With Luger, maybe well, we know Luger showed up on the first night after his contract expired, so he was annoyed then. They have patched up things recently because of Luger's uh health issues so to speak so I'm sure he'll be in the Hall of Fame one day and of course Macho's been put in there because He's a
1: fucking Man United fan
0: No, oh, what a Yeah, uh, Macho's got in there of course Hall of Fame recently now Macho trying to choke Lex Luger and then Luger thrown to the outside by the Macho Man referee Mickey J there keeping an eye on Macho but I don't think he can control him so uh,
1: what accolades did Lex Luger achieve in his time in WWF
0: in WWF, I don't think he won anything, did he? he? He slammed Yokozuna. Oh no, he won the Royal Rumble. I don't think he became tag team champion, did he? He teamed nope. up with Bulldog.
1: Nope. Win any tag teams uh he didn't win any gold no. apart from a slammy award in nineteen ninety four. Guess what it was for?
0: Slamming Yokozuna.
1: Most patriotic.
0: Yeah, I'll take that. In WWF, I know he was a former tag team champion, US champion. WWE champion. We saw him win the WWE title last year against Hogan on Nitro. Macho's taking Luger into the crowd now with a chair of salt. And now the punches. This is not like extreme hardcore wrestling. This is more like what the Attitude Era would become. You know, every match you would probably see fans brawling in the crowd. And Nitro did this more than anybody at this time. Macho now has gone back for a fan. of security there, Doug Dillinger, telling him not to.
1: Did you know that one of his... Uh finishers was called the attitude adjustment. It was a pile driver. Who?
0: Luger? Yeah. And now Macho just slowly working Luger around the ring. Slams him in. Well, tries to slam him in a barricade. Luger blocks it at first, not second time around. And now Macho tries to send him to barricade uh, again. Luger blocking it, but he can't get no momentum in this one, can he? Macho blocking him off every time.
1: Yeah. Macho's just shutting him down as quickly as he can. You know, I don't think them uh, injured ribs are helping. And they're not really making the most of, uh, of like, the extreme rules or, you know, whatever it is. No DQ.
0: Well, can Macho put away Luger? He's been playing (laughs) for him so far. Luger might have been fired up by that shot, though. Maybe a suplex now. Oh,
1: slams him down with a brutal suplex.
0: Yeah, but Luger straight back up.
1: Savage straight on them ribs again, though. Irish rip attempt reversed. Oh! Power slam, though, by Luger. Yay! Hey. trying to flex. Just
0: about. That's good enough. I guess the bandages have come a little loose. And now Luger looking. Hitting with the torture rack.
1: But Miss Elizabeth's in.
0: Oh! Is that a rake to the eyes? Well, I think she raked her eyes. And now Macho looking to take advantage. Oh, for fuck's sake. An NWO, a ringside. I don't think it's the... Th- All right, it's, it's the minor players of the N- NWO. is fighting them off as well, weirdly enough. Bagwell, Norton. Bagwell just put match on that top rope, hung him up, and Hogan now calling the back. Luger's got the torture rack in. It's over. Oh, my God. Hogan pulled him back and said, no, let Luger win this. And now Bagwell happy about what he's done and said so the NWO turned their back on Macho. And Hogan saying you're not family a piece of trash. And the NWO getting involved and costing much amount of victory there, you would say Dan? Uh
1: most definitely,
0: yeah. Uh <clears throat> well, you know,
1: they they could have definitely helped out their NWO four life brother, but no, you know, they decided to go against him him. Being excommunicated from the NWO, black and whites.
0: Well, they got involved when Macho found himself on top as well, didn't they? So they must have had it pre-planned. Obviously, Luger and the NWO aren't in cahoots. Definitely not, no. But they just dislike Macho more than they do Luger. And Luger's been through the wars here. Yeah, he gets a victory, but Macho's got to be annoyed. I mean, what are your thoughts on that so-called match?
1: Um... Well, you know, as as we were saying, we've had relatively clean finishes throughout the majority of matches tonight. It's bound to be one with some controversy, but again, you know, I think that's as clean as you can get in a no-disqualification match, to be fair.
0: Especially with the NWI involved at this time, isn't it? You know, and uh, another submission victory, but... I suppose Macho did signal there, didn't he? And said he had to tap out. The Torch Ratlow has been one of those protective moves in WSW. We've seen Hogan give up to it and now Macho. So there's still a lot of respect for it. And like I said, Luger, most popular wrestler in 1997 in WSW. So in 1998, he's just beating the Macho Man there. So it is WSW Tag Team Titles on the line. And it's the Outsiders looking to regain their Tag Team Titles here tonight. Or what they see in their eyes. The Styles won it a couple of weeks ago. There was friction between the Steinert brothers, but everything's sorted out now, isn't it? You know. Uh,
1: yes. Ever since they won the tag team titles back and they're back round their waist, they've uh, they kind of turned things around, and you know they're they're brothers again.
0: Exactly. And but we haven't seen a lot of the outsiders teaming up, even though they are tag team t- champions. And Dusty is leading them out here, of course, turning his back on WWE last month. We see how successful the outsiders can be here tonight. Got Hall has to be the best in ring performer of the NWO. Yeah.
1: <laughs> because you know, no no disrespect
0: to the NWO For life, for life. They didn't have a lot of great in ring workers. They really didn't, did they? I mean Kurt Henning, maybe you could argue, you know, One
1: might argue, yeah, Kurt Hennig.
0: But uh, um you know, Conan Vincent yeah, Scott Norton <laughs> yeah, Buff Bag <laughs> 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 <coughs> uh, Kevin, uh, Dusty Rhodes, that's Beb. the Rhodes. that's the Beba. see if he gets involved of course Ted DiBiase will be coming out with the Steiner brothers DiBiase used to be partly NWO, before he was betrayed but of course Scott Hall will do a survey first now, here come the Steiner's WWE Tag Team Champions because there's two sets of belts at the moment because the outsiders made themselves a set oh fireworks the dogface gremlin and big Papa pump looking happy as always Get that in, Jack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Missed Mr. shot last time. like, make sure you do now. Well, six men here. You could argue all legends and Rick Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, that might be harsh. Dogface Gremlin of course, won the tag team titles for the Steiners.
1: He did indeed. Yes, and that extremely large forehead. <laughs> for life.
0: For life. forehead. forehead. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's good to see the friction has gone from the Steiner brothers. I mean, you know, they're, they're stronger than ever.
0: Yeah, it did panic me. It panicked me that there might be trouble. But now everything is fine. We're going to have a proper title defence against the Outsiders. WSW is looking strong. You know, they win these next couple of matches with Sting bringing the WSW, WSW title home as well. You've got to say the NWO are on the outs at this moment in time.
1: Looks like Rick's going to start off against uh, Scott Hall.
0: Well, usually it's Scott, which is a bit weird, but maybe Rick, going off the success of last time, wants to start with Scott Hall. Well, he's got a game plan, I'm sure. Two feet in the face, Scott Hall loved it.
1: Yes, but uh, Rick responded with a big right hand.
0: Scott grabs the arm of Rick.
1: They've kind of shuffled round corners.
0: <laughs> well, they're in the right position now, and Scott doesn't get any uh, change of Rick. Rick responded with a big right hand again.
1: A bit of a poke to the eye after uh, receiving one from Scott Hall.
0: And a patterned Steiner line.
1: With a Steiner suplex. A Steiner belly to belly.
0: Well, Scott not sure where he is at the moment. And now Rick pouncing on him in the corner. And you can hear the impact of the punches of Scott's trying to push him out of the way. Team.
1: One for luck. For luck.
0: For luck. And Kevin Nash is in the corner looking on at his buddy Scott Hall in serious trouble. Good save there, by the way. (laughs) Overhead, Benny Betty Suplex, Nash in. Rick now with the punches.
1: Ducking what Kevin Nash has to offer and delivering a few big rights of his own.
0: Rick Steiner's cleaning house all on his own. Nash dumped out the ring and here comes Scott. Ooh, 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 ooh. They're going to go into there. Steiner, there we go. The Steiner stance as we call it. Steiner's dominating at the moment.
1: Whoa! And a
0: wink to Nash, and he sledgehammers his brother on the back. And look at the crowd. Every one of them just rose to their feet there. He's just too sweet, the outsiders. Suplex Frick Steiner knocks up Ted DiBiase. Say it isn't so. Oh, that's the road, baby. He sends Ted DiBiase into the the ring post, and now too sweet in... In the ring, Scott Steiner with Hall and Nash. And he just hands his brother
1: over to the Outsiders. to, to... Oh! oh!
0: But Rick manages to kick out. Ah! Oh, come on, Rick. He just had his brother turn on him. He's still got fight in this. <clears throat> Does he know what's going on? I'm not sure. At one moment, he was, you know, in the taunt the next minute, he's getting beaten down. Now, look at this by the Outsiders. Talk about a wolf pack beating him down. But Rick, to his credit... is fighting back out of it. Well, I've gained a new respect for Rick Steiner here. Fighting three men at this moment in time. He is indeed. Well, Rick Steiner basically won the tag team title for for the Steiner's last time round. Wouldn't that be a story here tonight? He gets Irish ripped
1: towards the ropes. Gets hit by Kevin Nash from behind. The outsider's edge. Oh, can Can he get him up?
0: up? (laughs) (laughs) No. I try it again. Oh, Scott's had an idea. Come and help. Second attempt. He is successful. Oh, look at Scott just talking to his brother as he power bombs him down. The power bomb is banned. The jackknife is, I guess, the outsider's edge is okay. And
1: that is it. The outsiders and Scott Steiner there.
0: Yeah, new tag team champions, the outsiders. And I can't believe what we just seen there. Brother turned on his brother.
1: And he serves up the tag team belts to his opponents.
0: Oh, that is shocking. I never thought I'd see the day Scott would turn on Rick.
1: And he turns on the referee, (laughs) throws him out of the ring. He's got some aggression, this guy.
0: My God.
1: As he raises the hands of the outsiders. And we thought the Steiners were stronger than ever.
0: How wrong we were, the NWO has hoodwinked us once again, one step ahead. And they've recruited Scott Steiner, the won back, the WWE Tag Team titles. And if Hogan is successful in their next match, then the NWO rule professional wrestling yet again. What a masterstroke it is, I don't know if it's Scott Steiner, I don't know if it's Dusty Rose, I don't know who got into, you know, who had the idea for this. But it's worked perfectly for them and it's a dark day. For professional wrestling, Dan.
1: It is indeed, yes. Another number. Well, it's one more for the bad guys. (laughs)
0: Yeah, unbelievable. So the Steiners have posed like this, you know, a thousand times, and not once did anyone expect that Scott would do that to Rick. And you can see by the reaction of the crowd how shocking it was back then. (laughs) I think, you know, just imagine Jimmy turning on Jey Uso nowadays. You know, and then joining, like, fucking New Day or something like that. Like, wow. People would be like, we wouldn't see that coming. Well, they become successful single wrestlers. Exactly. And we get an advert for WCW's next pay-per-view. And it's uncensored. Look how colourful
1: WCW, NWO, uncensored.
0: <laughs> Look how colourful. Oh, yeah, you're angry.
1: WCW, NWO, uncensored.
0: And that's March 15th. That'll be next month when we do our... March, I suppose 20 years on in March, you know, February, March? In March, 1998, we'll be looking at that pay-per-view as well. But here comes Michael Buffer. I am the man that made wrestling. The heavyweight
1: champion of the world. I am your champion, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Out of nowhere. Sting. Sting. WCW is Sting. Oh. And Sting is in charge. Sting.
0: The three count and Bret Hart certainly doesn't seem to
1: agree. He's signaling for a restart.
0: With a stinger splash in the corner, here oh. comes. Sting, the scorpion deadlock. Sting is the world heavyweight champion.
1: Effective immediately. The title is being held up. This is wrestling history fans right here. The championship is vacant. That's my belt. I beat this guy twice. You're a dead man
0: hogan and sting at super brawl
1: i'll be sting one two three just like the last
0: time you're gonna fight until we find out who the real heavyweight champion of the world is will sting come down from the rafters dan
1: will he come down through the crowd james
0: (laughs) will he come down from the ramp will
1: he come down at all
0: will he will he (laughs) here comes sting the man known as Sting. Oh. Just walking out. Oh, my God. And Sting doesn't want the instructions coming straight down. And Hogan's got the belt already. As in his belt, his weight belt around his waist. He's whipping away at Sting. Whoop-a. But I think Sting's uh, trench coat might be helping him out just a wee bit. Not saying that a lot because Hogan is taking control. Well, we saw what happened at Starcade. Will we have a, uh, a clean finish to this one? And now Hogan choking out Sting. Hogan putting back on that belt. and The match can finally get started. Charles Robinson's been the official. So no Nick Patrick, even though he's been reinstated here tonight. But this is pivotal. This is pivotal in WSW versus NWO here. Who can take control, cease power. Especially when the WF are looking towards Austin, Tyson and Michaels. You know, which way is this going to go? Well,
1: Hogan's got the advantage early on. He hasn't got his... uh... NWO Cronies, he hasn't even got Eric Bischoff by his side tonight.
0: He hasn't. He's out here. He wants to be man o man o Put Sting away. He's choking him out at the moment. he's saying he's a man. And now choking away at Sting again. Sting hasn't even got his coat off yet.
1: Well, he's not even giving Sting a chance to get undressed. Oh, no, he's helping him. No, he's pulling the trench coat over his face so he can't see Hogan's attacks.
0: So he's making one of the most... Uh, the men... The man who looks probably the coolest out of every wrestler in professional wrestling these past 18 months or so, you know, from the rafters and stuff. You then put his coat over his head and make him look a bit like an idiot. Okay, right, fine. Pretty much. At the moment, Hogan hasn't had one bit of offence against him in this match. It looks like he is taking it easy. Everything he's saying on Nitro week in, week out about how easy it is to beat him, he's been proven right at this moment in time. He is thus
1: far, yes. But we know Hogan, you know, for the past, what, eight to ten years, he's been the driving force in, you know, WWF. And now in WCW, he's always been the top dog wherever he lies his hat.
0: Yeah, his exactly. bandana, so uh, to speak. And it's because of uh, the control that he has, you know, in the contract and just who he is. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I expect Hulk Hogan for making professional wrestling what it was, but there's a point in time where you have to look at the uh, so-called next generation don't worry, at the moment, Hogan's just beating Sting up at ringside. He's literally pounding him out, isn't he? Like not...
1: So would you say he's kind of like the, the Triple H of his time?
0: <laughs> yeah, and Triple H looks at Hogan for fucking uh, tips, you know, how to make situations seem like you need Hogan. As You know what I mean? That's how he plays it, isn't it? Oh, wait a minute. What about if you had me here? What about if I did this well, instead? You well, know? is,
1: is that just Hogan's way of th- Oh, Hogan and Triple H's way of thinking, saying, you know... Uh, you need me here, I could make this better, when in actual fact, you not being there would probably make it ten times better. But
0: look at, you know, you've got to look at professional wrestling in history anyway. Look, Short Michael, not wanting to lose to Brett and vice versa, the problems there. Steve Austin, how during his time, he didn't want to work anybody lower than him, you know. And and even John Cena, we heard with Alex Riley and the problems. So the egos going around in professional wrestling, you know, are huge as well. And protecting your spot. And that's what harms it in a weird way. If everybody was happy working with each other, it would be. It would make the product much better, wouldn't it? You know, it's crazy. I
1: don't know. Do you think this friction does help as well? You know, we know we've got these kayfabe storylines, but have genuine real life storylines and divas, it makes it a bit more interesting, a bit more. Oh, you know, uh, uh, it makes it a bit more predictable, yeah, but it, it does make it a bit more interesting on how they get around these kind of things, like, you know. A doesn't want to lose to B, so A loses to C, and then B beats C quite easily.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, th- this is a problem, isn't it? it? It's all thing. I don't think it helps either because if you- even they're working together or any personal problems, you're going to make the other one look horrible and then say, "Look, I told you it was bad wrestling him." Do you know what I mean? It was his fault, not mine. My- you're not going to help that person yeah. out, are you? What so? like
1: Michael's overselling every movie receives off. Hogan,
0: yeah, exactly. Because you know, you knew he was going to end up looting. He's like, "Well, fuck this, then." You know, and we we've seen it with uh, other, you know, other wrestlers in the past as well. Hogan, especially, is is horrible for that. You know, there's a cutlass against Billy Kidman where it's it's just horrible. It really is. But anyway, that's the future we have got to look forward to at the moment in time. All this time, me and Dan have been talking. By the way, Hogan has not once been had any offence against it. Sting no. has been beating up. this. Uh, it's quite he's unbelievable. He's lost a
1: test of strength. He's, uh, you know, we, we know Hogan's not renowned for his uh, repertoire. You know, he's not got the biggest set of moves against, you know, in his, in his arsenal. Fair. You know, he's, uh, he's certainly going to town on Sting. And he, he must realise it's going to take a lot to put the Stinger down.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this is what we hope and uh, can Sting get back into it.
1: And as we say that, Hogan's posing off. He's going in the corner, telling everyone who'd listen that he's a champion. Flexing his muscles and Sting's back to his feet behind him. And Hogan gets that look in his eyes. If say, like, oh, I'm scared <laughs> now. Sting flexes and poses and starts wailing at Hogan with his lefts and rights,
0: clubbing his back. And Sting sending Hogan into the turnbuckle. Well, The shine off the top of uh, Hogan's chrome dome is now finally in a bit of trouble, I would say. You know, you can see the sweat pouring off him. I'm I'm sure it's just because he's been wrestling for 10 minutes. He's in terrible shape. Now Sting with a belt. Oh, whipping it across the
1: back of Hogan. Hogan's doing a bit of a tatonka strut round the ring.
0: (laughs) Hey, how are are you? And he's saying, "Nope, I've had enough. I'm leaving." We well, can't leave. We have to have a champion here tonight. And Sting grabbing that belt round Hogan's neck,
1: giving him some of the payback that he received from Hogan. So Sting, where does he stand in uh in your list? I know, like you know, you you've always been a more of a WWE man, and you know you've probably seen what two or three matches that Sting's had in the WWE as opposed to him you know, being quite prominent yeah. in TNA and WCW?
0: It depends how you class someone, you know. It's like with Sting, don't get me wrong, he's he's a, a legend, you know, but just not in the WWE. I know WWE like to say is under their banner now, but with Sting, like I said, only having a couple of years there, you you can't really say, oh... What a what a great career there. WWE, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like Sting, I can understand similarities with him and the Undertaker being that kind of constant, never moving. I know he had some success in TNA, but if you you know if for Sting, yeah, sure, Hall of Fame, yes. But it's it's a gen it's a it's like answer. You know when uh, Inoki, the Japanese guy, went in there, it's because he was other companies not. WWE, if it was just WWE alone, Sting wouldn't be in, the Same. No, no. Sting of Page as well, I suppose, and there's a few WWE, Goldberg probably not, because Goldberg did have a little bit of success in WWE, didn't he, so, he uh,
1: he was in, in the second ever elimination chamber, mm-hmm. wrestled a few matches,
0: well, world champion and universal champion WWE as well, so, you've got to give him that, with Sting, yeah, don't get me wrong, I like Sting, I wish we had more, you know, everybody wanted to see a Sting untake a match at some point. But again, it's the handling of Sting. You had this really cool character. And at this moment in time, you know, Starcade, they fucked up with him. And now in this match, I thought Sting was on the ascendancy. But all of a sudden, Hogan just takes control again.
1: Yeah, you know, it seems like from all that we've been built up as with Sting, you know, he's been a scary opponent. And that he's been chasing the whole of the NWO out of the ring. Yet Hogan's right down his throat. Yeah. I know, you know, you can't take anything or too much away from Hogan, but... But wait a minute, Irish whip and a Stinger
0: Splash there. And he's got the Scorpion Deathlock locked in now. Oh, here we go. He's got the submission and the... Oh. Well, James, what's been the theme of tonight? Exactly. Close, too close to the ropes. Hogan grabs it. Referee's counting, but shouldn't he be selling Sting to stop the submission rather than Hogan for holding on? But anyway, that's what the referee's having to go about. Kicks the arm out.
1: Stinger splash. Oh. oh, and Hogan pulls the referee in front of him as the stinger splash was coming in. Robinson took all of that.
0: Oh, clothesline by Hogan. He seems to think he has it won, but referee's been knocked down. Here comes Nick Patrick. Leg drop by Hogan. Not like this. Not like this. Robinson's out. One, two. Oh! two count well he was you know he
1: wasn't doing a fast count this time
0: no Sting managing to kick out Uh. even though it was the same speed as the one Hogan actually got the win we never found out who's actually at fault for that I blame Nick Patrick
1: well Hogan saying look it's me
0: I'm paying your bills you should have counted a little bit quicker on our right hands on Sting and what the hell's Nick Patrick doing grabbing out of Hogan saying you can't use a closed fist Maybe Nick Patrick is going to be impartial in this one.
1: Well, he has learnt his lesson.
0: you got to respect to man He's still rocking a mullet.
1: Indeed, yes. Hogan would be rocking a mullet if he had hair on top.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but the, the mullet is not party at the back, none at the front, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he is all business at the front. Exactly, yeah. Party around the back and sides. Party around the back. Business closed at the front. Oh, Hogan with a back suplex on Sting.
1: He's gone kind of out of business on top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not
0: for <a> rent <laughs> sign. Well, Charles Robson being carried out by an official. Hogan with a pin. Sting again kicking out. Hogan going for another cover though.
1: But again, Sting kicking out. And Hogan trying every pin that he can
0: think of. Hogan now on top. Trying to get Sting down. Oh, bridging up, Sting is very innovative by Sting easy for you to say and now Sting's power looks like Hogan's more pulling him up and Sting's up now he's outpowering the almighty Hulk Hogan
1: don't you miss that from Hogan though. I mean like when he used to be spend the whole match getting beaten down pointing the finger shake it Hulk up come back into the match Close line, leg drop, Bosh. It's much better than him being... in boot, leg
0: drop, sorry. It's much better than the majority of the match. Getting beat down a little bit (laughs) and then winning. (laughs) 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 Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, and Hogan, going back to that submission. Chin lock. Hogan say Nick Patrick, make him say tap out. And now Hogan rolling up Sting. One, two... No, Sting again getting the shoulder up at two. Hogan getting frustrated.
1: Uh, you know, he, he should be getting frustrated. He's been in control 90% of this match. Sting had a little comeback, but Hogan cut that short.
0: Oh, God. Sting thrown out again. Sting
1: barely able to support his own body weight.
0: Oh, Hogan slams Sting into the barricade. Now buying at Sting. But Sting blocking the attack on the barricade. Sending Hogan in. Make that twice. And now back into the ring. Is Sting going to finally take advantage of Hogan? Oh, and a low blow. And Nick Patrick might have seen that, but he's let it go. That is such a cheap shot. Nick Patrick did see it, but he's going to do nothing about it. You can't... What are you going to do? Get rid of Hogan. It's got to be anything that goes to crown a new champion.
1: But Hogan again with the upper hand. I think Sting's becoming immune to his shots. He started no selling. Does Hogan need help? Is that what he's looking for? Is he looking for his NWO brethren?
0: Oh Sting flexing again this time. Pounding away at his chest. Irish whip. Stinger
1: splash connects. Second one connects as well.
0: Well now can get him Scorpion Scorpion death drop? Oh Hogan kicks Nick Patrick. On the way down. Oh my gosh. Sting going for the cover, and now here comes the NWO. Here comes Scott Norton in. Oh, <laughs> gets caught with a low blow. Bagwell, Vincent on the apron. They get knocked down. Conan up, Conan down. Macho's in there as well. Brian Adams, Vincent taken out. Bang! Oh. Hits Hogan over the head. Hit Macho hit yeah Hogan over the head with that spray can. Spray can. Sting goes to turn around. Hogan's unconscious. One, two, three. Yeah, we have a new undisputed double. I'm just glad, Dan, it didn't end in shenanigans or any kind of dirty way. You know, nice clean finish there.
1: Indeed, yes. As clean as off whistle. Yeah. And
0: uh, what's Sting got in his hand now? Well, that's the spray can that uh, hit Macho. In the macho used to hit Hogan in the back of the head. And JJ Dinner's out here to present Sting with a title, but Sting's not finished with Hogan yet. Oh, and Sting writing WCW on Hulk Hogan.
1: Well, you know, Hogan was famous for writing the NWO on his fallen opponents. And now Sting's giving him the treatment back.
0: Yeah, and of course that title belt had the NWO spray painted it as well. And now it's clean. And it belongs to W. Sting brings it back home. And what a night it's been. What an end. I mean, Dan, what did you think of that match?
1: I thought it wasn't one of the greatest matches on the card. Um, You know, it was all Hogan and a bit of melee. I think it made Sting look a bit weak because he needed Savage to help him beat Hogan.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly. I know he didn't
1: need Savage. He could have had him beat cleanly on a couple of occasions. But, you know, it's uh, it's a bit of a strange one. All
0: right. So we have a look back. I mean... We'll go back to the first one. The first match was Booker T versus uh, Rick Martell. I don't think that was a bad match, actually, uh, to start. Should I go about three to start things off?
1: Yeah, I, I, I'd i agree with you. About a three out of five for that, yeah.
0: Yeah, Booker T versus Sat. I thought maybe a little bit better, so I gave it about a three and a half. Out of five, I thought that deserved uh, a little bit more praise, even though it was called on the fly as well, as they say. Do you know what I mean? I think that was a... Yeah,
1: it was better than the Rick Martel match, so yeah, I'll agree with you there.
0: Yeah, Le Parker versus Disco Inferno, uh, I did not enjoy that. I just thought it went on a bit too long in the end, yeah. you know? Two and a half out of
1: five. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with you.
0: Goldberg, Brad Armstrong, four out of five. I thought it was really, really strong.
1: I thought, yeah, Goldberg just looked immense, intense, and, you know, he's he's pulling more and more moves out of his repertoire as he goes along. He's still relatively green, but, you know, the way they're booking them, they're not giving him 20-minute, you know, 10, 15-minute matches over and done with before. He, he kind of makes an idiot out of himself, yeah, if you know yeah.
0: what I mean. So, yeah. Uh, then we have the Cruiserweight title match which is Juve versus Jericho I think it's a really strong match I give it a 4 out of 5 I know yeah. there's a couple of things wrong in yeah. it but I thought it was really good Bulldog versus Mongo 1 out of 5 <laughs> fucking awful DDP versus Benoit that was my match of the night I think pure wrestling yeah one and a half out of
1: 5 I give that yeah
0: Sean Brighters Macho V Luga, again terrible 2 out of 5 yeah uh, outside versus Steiner 3 out of 5 but I shocking gave,
1: I gave that a 3.5 out of 5 yeah, it's you know just for the the turn aspect on
0: it uh, the Sting against Hogan uh, that was awful 2 out of 5 Yeah, I hated the ending as well I really did ok so but that is not it for this episode we just watched WWE Pay Per View but we have still got Nitro and Raw still to go so it is episode 128 of Nitro February 23rd 1998 This is after Slambury. DDP, Flair, Booker, Bret Hart, all shown backstage separately talking about Scott Steiner's heel turn. Brett said he knows what it's like to have a brother turn on you.
1: Uh, the local arena, Sacramento, California.
0: And the commentators are really happy. Yeah, Tony S, Larry Z, Mike T got massive smiles on their faces. And they tell us the good news. Well, the big news, Sting is world champ. Well, backstage, someone tries to talk to Rick Steiner. He barks. And he's ready to bite later.
1: Well, the first match and Luger is in action. He's banged up.
0: Yeah. And uh, Luger grabs the mic to congratulate Sting.
1: Yes, but says, there is a stinking black crowd. My friend Rick is devastated. I've trained, worked and slept
0: with Rick. <laughs> <It's> easy. <laughs> Scott, you're his bro no more. And calls him out. Well, Heening. That's <laughs> Heening. Fuck, sorry. Henning comes out with rude instead. Luger takes control early, and here's the match. Didn't this re-
1: match happen at WrestleMania 9?
0: Fucking hell, Dan. It, it's one of your dream matches. Yeah, the uh, Mr. Perfect versus... What was he called the again? The Narcissist. The Narcissist, Luger. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: The
0: Nitro, again, is live here. It's business as usual the night after. Kurt Henning, not featured at um, Super Bowl, but of course, Lex Luger beat a match around Randy Savage. As we see a sign saying "Raw is recorded," we'll be catching up Raw afterwards. We've we've taped it.
1: <laughs> it has been recorded.
0: And now Luger wanted to bring Henning in. Yeah, Henning blocking it. And look who it is. Well, who is it actually?
1: It's some blonde man in uh, Scott Steiner's garb
0: and wearing sunglasses, beating down Lex Luger. He hit a comment as well, going, "Who's that? Oh, his arms?" Oh my God! That's Scott Steiner, Dan. What a Unlikely change.
1: Oh, my God. It's like a different man.
0: Well, I'm not used to seeing Scott Steiner with blonde <laughs> hair. Oh, my word. And now he's beating down Lex Luger.
1: Will anyone come out to save Luger?
0: Well, I doubt it. At the moment, Scott Steiner's just beating down Lex. you got to wonder what Rick's thinking. About
1: using his singlet to choke out Lex Luger.
0: Any means necessary. The fans who loved him last week. Are oh, now booing him down. Scott Steiner's turned his back at WW. Oh. Lex Luger just clocked Scott's the face. Four. I think busted open Scott Steiner. He
1: does look like he's bleeding in the eye.
0: Oh. Power slam. Oh, Buff Bagwell coming out to beat down Lex Luger.
1: But as soon as someone gets the upper hand on an NWO member, out come the rest of the New World Order. And they're beating him down. Oh.
0: And Rick wants his brother Scott.
1: He wants some questions answered.
0: Why did you turn your back on me? Oh, fucking hell. Well, the B team and the NWO coming out here. Norton, Vincent, Conan, Adams. And now Rick Steiner. Oh, getting held by the NWO. Beaten down by Scott. Oh, my God.
1: And Steen coming from the rafters the new world champion,
0: <laughs> and everyone in the ring scatters. And that's how Sting should be used here, saving WSW, well, two of their brightest members there, Rick Steiner and Lex Luger. And what a way to start. Nitro, really. <laughs> and here comes members of the roster to check on Rick, where we been meeting down a couple of minutes oh, yeah. ago. But this is a new dawn, Dan, for WCW to all in this together to fight the NWO. Well,
1: they're not gonna take it lying
0: down. But this is quite historic, Dan, because twenty years ago this is the debut of Scott Steiner with his new look that everybody's become, I think, accustomed to now, haven't they, you know? Indeed, yes. So if you ever wondered when it was, it was on this day. On this day I see Rick Clearly. Scott Clear. No, it was yesterday, 20 years ago. Sorry. So we see the Nitro girls, and Larry Z says they can dance their little hearts out.
1: Well, Larry, in 20 years, these women can not only dance, but compete and be as dominant as the men.
0: Yeah. Well, the flock arrives. This is good. Uh, The flock arrives, and Van Ham is in action.
1: Well, James, it sounds like a porn movie. It
0: does indeed. Van Ham. I've watched it. The flock would be good if it wasn't...
1: Sorry, it's Dan Hammer.
0: <laughs> it's Dan Hammer. James Hammer. No, that was Dan. Uh, the flop would be good if it wasn't exactly the same as the NWO. And even weirder, the segments are usually back to back anyway. Well, here comes the DDP. Well, DDP's here. And obviously, DDP and Hammer shop at the same places. <coughs> well, also use the same hairdressers as well, don't
1: they? Yes, they both <laughs> got the same bubble perm.
0: And they both got the same jeans, which is just weird at this moment in time. Well, there's a sign saying Poke me, Elizabeth But Facebook's not invented yet, Dan So I wonder what that sign could mean Anyway, Hammer's in control The majority of this match here Beating down Diamond Dallas Page I, I find it weird how I-, I think Van Hammer went looking for his long-lost father And found Page That's what I think happened here uh, Oh I mean, the only difference is brown boots and a vest I'm sorry, but that's it Van, yeah. Van Hammer to the top Eventually
1: CDP though, falling against the ropes, crutches, van hammer on the top. Diamond cutter.
0: And he gets the victory there. So a limo arrives and Hogan and Bish get out and tell someone to stay in.
1: Well, Vincent runs up to Hogan and tells him, Sting just wasted the NWO.
0: Well, the commentators say the NWO got what they deserved.
1: And the NWO music hits, Hogan and Bish storm to the ring.
0: Yeah, storm to the ring. Eric's not happy, shut up and listen, enough is enough.
1: Well, now Hogan, Sting's a coward, I've beat him three times. Nick Patrick takes money and he shouldn't have been in the match last night. Sting is small stuff. Way to put him and the world title down. (laughs) I'm the champ, Scott Hall will win the title and give it to me. Macho hit me last night with a ten foot crowbar. Uncensored, I want him in a cage.
0: They are actual quotes that Hogan said. Oh, I don't think he is scared of you, Hogan. It's just a match look, Macho, go out there and just talk to the mate. Alright. So we see that. So Macho wants to be leader of the NWO. Very interesting. Next some <laughs> next match is Kaz Hayashi versus Ultimo Dragon and Tony tells us during the match that like, the Giant will be here tonight for an update! Yay! Plus, in the main event, Scott Hall versus Sting. Well, back to the match. Kaz nice tope and Dragon suplex on Dragon, but Frankie style and Dragon Sleeper puts him away. Dragon wins, Dragon.
1: Well, Mean Gene promotes the WCW hotline 1-800-99-100.
0: one 800 100 everybody. Ring that number. And we see a Nitro party, and some fucking idiot has got a sign that says DDP 316. Great. Wow. Yeah, exactly,
1: Rip off. Someone must watch WWE.
0: (laughs) Here we go. So here comes Raven. So Raven's coming to the ring, Benoit following him, if you will. Beating him down. He's had a problem with a flock of Raven recently.
1: Throws him into that poor barricade.
0: (laughs) Barricade's had a lot of action today. Fucking hell. They use the barricade a lot. Benoit throws Raven in the ring. This is a call cool submission to the death match, Benoit special. You know, it's probably a Raven Rules match. Let's play Chris Benoit chicken. Well, oh, Benoit's not hanging around, slicing his throat, We're gonna go for that diving headbutt. Of course that diving headbutt might cause head related injuries that might, you know, affect him later on in life. Oh <laughs> But he missed,
1: much like he doesn't miss Nancy and Daniel oh, now. Oh my dead.
0: god, two there, two victims at Benoit has.
1: But unlike Nancy, he managed to kick out. Oh! Now, perhaps a unprotected chair shot to the head. Another attribute that could have accounted uh, towards his head trauma.
0: Well, Ravens rules. He does what he wants, when he wants.
1: Much like Chris Benoit when he gets <laughs> hold of his wife and child. <laughs> oh, is- he gets bulldog head first onto the steel chair.
0: To, oh, and Benoit has got that psycho look about him, managing to get the shoulder up there. He's looking to kill Raven here in this match. With the cross face.
1: Well, it's not the first time he's killed a bird.
0: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, Raven sets a chair up. Uh, head oh, trauma. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> uh, Benoit <taking> more... <laughs> More hits to the face of Nancy did in the entire relationship with Chris Benoit. And that was a lot. Raven <laughs> all the way to the top.
1: Oh. oh, Benoit with a palm strike there, sending the chair into the face of Raven.
0: Oh, and Benoit now chopping away at Raven. Irish whip. Clothesline's Raven down. It's much more aggressive from Chris Benoit.
1: Well, Benoit has just snapped, much like <laughs> the night he killed his wife and child.
0: Benoit's got the chair gonna set up in a corner and now Raven's in serious trouble here. Chop. It's been a great little match on Monday Nitro. Oh!
1: A brutal <coughs> Irish whip there and Raven is hanging up.
0: Well, Raven is in an appropriate position here. <laughs> he gonna get raped. Well, anything could happen to him. Managing to get out of harm's way for, a, for from a certain point of view. Benoit now Dropping Raven once. Twice. And here we go. Three times a lady for Benoit. Three times a woman. <laughs> One, two. Oh, Daniel. He <laughs> makes it. Out of that. And here comes Billy Kidman stopping the man. Oh, wow.
1: he's going to put out the
0: kid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Leave the kid, man. He <laughs> oh, yeah. hurts him. Here comes Loki. Nothing to bite from him. Oh. And here comes Sick Boy. <laughs> <laughs> he was a sick boy. He had mental illnesses. Raven, though, pushing Riggs away. <laughs> Riggs and tag, can't even solve this case. <laughs> Raven's got Benoit. He even flow DDT time. But DDP comes in
1: for the save. Oh, he gets hit by Benoit.
0: And now he's punching Raven. <laughs> and now it's a freeway.
1: Much like the death on that fateful night.
0: <laughs> oh, here comes Billy Kidman and the rest of the flock. Back to back. Back to back. Oh, nearly. Well, there's respect there, isn't there? Paige came out to help Benoit, even though he ended up with blows. <sighs> Paige knocking. There we go. And, and maybe and the, it's Raven with his flock can't get the upper hand on Paige and uh, Benoit.
1: Was that Raven's flock or was that Raven's NWO?
0: <laughs> Fireworks and it's the second hour.
1: And Nitro girls. Well,
0: <laughs> and it's Jericho versus Lenny Lane next.
1: Well, I wish we had this young talent now.
0: Yeah, I know, absolutely brilliant Jericho, but Lenny Lane's trying to take control, and uh, this is the same hair match again.
1: Have <laughs> you ever got it in the same style? I
0: know, I know. is it crazy how similar? Oh, Jericho, the Cruiserweight Champion, came out here. Thought this would be an easy match against Lenny Lane, but he's in a little bit of trouble. Well
1: that's Y two J two.
0: Right, it's Jericho now. And maybe we tried to put Lenny Lane down. Lenny Lane. No
1: relation to Lois. No relationship no. no relation to Lois.
0: And Lenny's in a bit of trouble. But what's weird though, Jer- Jared? What's weird though, Dan, is Jericho got hit with a skull crushing finale, which is weird, because he invented it, he said. Jericho used it in 2001 for a little bit and said the Mizlen took it off him. So, what really happened? Was it just a generic move that was taken? You know, when you say you invent a move, that sometimes comes back to haunt you, doesn't it? Because people have used it before. It's like saying Stone Cold Steve Austin didn't invent the stunner.
1: Yeah, but when when you think of the skull crushing finale, would the first name coming to mind be Lenny Lane?
0: It would not be Lenny Lane, but Jericho shouldn't say he invented it if he took it off another wrestler. You know, that's a bit. Well, lovely. did so there was Jericho putting Lenny Lane away with the uh, lion tamer. Jericho moves on on in WW.
1: Yes, and the commentators talk Sting and Scott again.
0: So the commentators talk Sting and Scott yet again. Uh, yes, next matchup is Rick Steiner versus Vincent. Yeah, Rick fucks up Vincent. Top rope bulldog. Neon face for the pin.
1: And uh, Rick chokes and bites Vincent after.
0: Yeah, well, Bobby has joined the announced team. For
1: Yuji, Nataga, uh, Yuji Nagata with Sunny Ono versus Perry Saturn.
0: We are told Rick Martel's knee ligament damage. Ouch. We were told about that at Super Bowl, but now it's been confirmed.
1: Yes, it is the Nagata lock versus the Rings of Saturn.
0: Yeah, well, the Rings gets the job done after a hard-hitting match. And then Booker T versus the Renegade. We spoke about Renegade in... Uh, uh, I think it's controversial characters part two, we spoke about Renegade, who was basically the Ultimate Warrior ripoff. This is just the end of the the short match, kicked to the face and over and done with.
1: Yes, he certainly wasn't as impressive as the Ultimate
0: Warrior. No, and then we get the NWO music. Yes, but by himself. Well, Vincent did get fucked up earlier, and he's versus Liz Mark Jr., masked and caped, but unfortunately not as good as Rey Mysterio. Well, James, got a fun fact for you. Liz Mark Jr.'s dad created the Palantra Drive. Oh, my word. Well, could say Cody didn't break a sweat, but he did the fat bastard. And I've got another
1: fun fact for you, James. i got him. Liz Mark is from Acapulco, and Uh-oh. he is not going loco. <laughs> He's not going
0: loco, is it? Well, they for this match either. They didn't care. And the commentators were more interested in Scott's new hair.
1: Yes, well, next pay-per-view is Steiner versus Luger. Because why would we want to see <laughs> brother versus brother?
0: Exactly. Why? Uh, it's a tequila sunrise, and K-Dog wins. Yes, he gets the
1: mic and talks gibberish or Spanish. I can't <laughs> quite...
0: But I did hear that he mentioned you Yeah, yeah I heard that. Well, instead of For Life, he said it's foregone conclusion. But he didn't come up with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we are on to the third hour. And guess what, James? It's well, yeah. fireworks.
0: Yeah. And the Nitro girls round the commentary team and dancing away.
1: NWO music hits and it's vicious and delicious. Buff looks happy.
0: He's smirking. No, he's not. He's not, he's not having a cigarette down, he's just got a smile on his face. Well, Norton looks roidy versus High Voltage, voltage, which sounds like a, a Van Damme kick. Or a boy band. Yeah. Or <laughs> Well, here it is. Kenny Chaos and Robbie Rage. Danger, danger. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying everybody's on steroids in this match, but no, no, I am saying. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we cannot confirm nor deny that they all may or may not have been <laughs> roided up.
0: Look. Uh, high voltage didn't look too bad until Norton double suplexed over buff blocks and did the job. I mean, look at the state, at least four men in the ring here. I mean, like I say, I'm not saying they're on substance, uh, uh, they're taking other substances, but I think this kind of proves it.
1: Look at that. Oh, that was a bit of a botched double suplex on the two yeah. roided up blokes. Yeah,
0: well, and, buff, yeah and high voltage. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, right, so then, next match, Eddie versus Disco.
1: Well, Disco, a fun character, if used right. Exactly.
0: You know, you got to have a little bit of fun with it, but, you know, you can't really go too far. Eddie means business here tonight. Yes, but there's
1: loud Eddie sucks
0: charms. Yeah. And what would you rather take? Disco's kicks and punches or Eddie's chops and uppercuts?
1: <laughs> I'd rather take Eddie's chops and uppercuts because he's dead and can't deliver them that hard.
0: Well, Disco came close with a net breaker.
1: Well, front suplex, but Eddie used ref to get the advantage. Targeted leg and hit the frog splash for the win.
0: Great. Eddie looked great. Will W
1: give him more, Dan? Well, James, I know what we're going to give you more of.
0: What's that? Nitro girls. Hey. And then we see Mean Gene with JJ and Hood.
1: Yes, he said the same. He says the same shit that happened at Starcade happened last night. He sent Nick Patrick down and would like to speak to him now.
0: Well, JJ publicly thanked Nick, who said they get on like peanut butter and jelly. Well, Nick gets back pay and suspension over. Yeah, well, Brad Armstrong versus Ric Flair next. It's Ric Flair's first match since lost to Brett.
1: Standard Flair fair. Yeah.
0: Figure four victory and the, well, figure four. Yes, and uh, same
1: giant video plays as before.
0: Yeah, we've seen this about three or four times now. But now we're going to hear from him. Mean Gene in the ring. Oh, it looks like he's in pain, but he's got a message there. What do you think of that, Dan?
1: Uh, Well, he certainly does have a message. He
0: does indeed. Well, after the ad break, Mean Gene's still in the ring and he introduces Brian Adams.
1: Yes, and... Uh, well, Gene asks him what he's doing with NWO and to Bret Hart. Adams tells him to shut up and he will hit him. He joined the most elite faction and he wouldn't go off his feet versus Bret. Bret comes down Brett comes out, doesn't know what his beef is, but it will fight. Brett punches, but slammed by Adams. Brett responds by putting Adams' t-shirt over his head and punches him and then puts him in the sharpshooter. Henning comes out, rude as well. Brett fights, but numbers. Get, take, get the better of him.
0: Yeah, but Flair arrives to help, just like last week. Funny thing is, Brian Adams said he wouldn't be knocked off his feet and then Brett knocked him off his feet. I'm just saying, I'm just saying.
1: Well, James, I don't want to miss a thing when it comes to Brian Adams.
0: That's the wrong one. Oh, fucking Adam. <laughs> that's, <you know. laughs> <thinking> of... <clears throat> that's Aero Smith. don't want to miss a thing. Brian Adams, anything I do, Dan, I do it for you. That's what I'm telling you, Liz.
1: Well, everything Brian Adams does, he does it for me. Thank
0: you. <laughs> oh, so Brett wants to start with Henning, even though he's had problems with Brian Adams. But that's the way. Ric Flair saying he's got Brett's back. Well, that's interesting. So, and Flair now forming an alliance and WSW just getting stronger by the day, isn't it, Dan? Uh,
1: Most definitely, yeah. But, as we say that, the NWO flocked to the ring. Mm -hmm. Not like Ravens.
0: No, it is the main event. It's Sting versus Scott Hall for the WWE title. Michael Buffett doing the introductions. He does all the main events and pay views He must be getting paid a pretty penny.
1: Yes, well, the entire NWO walks out minus Hall.
0: Well, Hogan's board with Sting tonight belongs to Scott Hall. Well, there's a new face in the ring. Has that, that happened yet? No. If there's not a new face yet. It will happen. So, Bischoff saying if Sting comes out here, defends his title against Hall, the NWO will leave. I believe them, Dan.
1: NWO honour.
0: Yeah, Well, they've got more, you know, even though I don't know where the world title is at the moment. Well, he came from the rafters early, didn't he? So, yeah. you know, he couldn't really carry the belt with him.
1: But he's walking down now. He could have carried the belt. Yeah, he there. could have, yeah.
0: But maybe there was more places to put your stuff, unlike Sable's Flowers. So
1: The Sable's Flower went a years
0: ago. <laughs> and now the jerks, as Tony Schiavone says, leaving the ring. Oh, wait a minute. Who's that behind Sting? There's another Sting there. Now Vincent and... Oh, Norton and this... This other Sting hitting Sting from behind.
1: Hits him three times with the baseball bat and it doesn't seem to affect him. But it's Scott Hall dressed up in a Stinger outfit and Stinger t-shirt.
0: Why couldn't it just hit him from behind anyway? (coughs) Sting gets phoned in and now all the NW are in. Scott Hall taking his shots and Sting. And now Sting getting beaten down.
1: Where's the WCW now?
0: Well, exactly. Where's Brett? Did Brett and Rick just leave then after that? You know what I mean? They just saw that happen and were just like, yeah, all right, we'll go.
1: Well, Brett wants Hennig. He's in the ring.
0: They're all in there. Rick Steiner as well. What about him? Oh, Outsider's Edge by Scott Hall. And he's next in line for Sting and the WWE world title. He's got spray paint in his hands. 24 hours it took. Sting was victorious for 24 hours before he got embarrassed. And the NWO spray paint. And it's Macho Man coming down single-handedly.
1: Oh, Macho Madness. Can he take on the entire NWO
0: on his own? No. No, he can't. No, Rude grabbing him from out there as well. I mean, there must be, what, ten members of the NWO at this point in time. i am not even counted them. That's how many there are. (laughs) Scott, look at his muscle. Colin, Helen, Rude, Nash, Hall, Hogan, Norton, Vincent, Bagwell. Yes, here comes a new member of the NWO getting in the ring. Who is this weird man? As uh, Hogan hits the belts on Macho Man now. Well, that new man is Horace Hogan. Can you guess who he's related to, Dan? Scott Hall, he is Scott Hall's cousin, yeah. And he's he looks out. a bit like
1: uh, Chuck Norris <laughs> cross Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> he's going to be Chuck the Bounty Hunter.
0: Uh, Horace Hogan's going to have that like, on his Wikipedia page. That's the nicest thing anybody said about him. And now uh, beating down Macho Man, they're going to spray paint him and Hollywood Hogan signature of Macho Man. Oh, and oh, Luger, and Luger slides into the ring with a chair. Well, one chair. Scatters the NWO. Where were you ten minutes ago? Well, what a way to end Nitro. Dan, what are your thoughts on this episode? Yeah, what were my thoughts?
1: <laughs> yeah, what were they? It wasn't the greatest, was it? Let's be honest here.
0: No, but we had Scott Steiner's new look, didn't we? We had... Uh,
1: the big show returning. Yeah, big show. Out.
0: Jericho, singles action, Booger T, uh, singles action. No Goldberg, which I thought we missed a little bit on this one.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um. I- they, it's kind of like they tried to fit
0: a lot in yeah again again <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but we will be back in WSW in March when we have a look at WSW uh, uncensored but now we jump ship back to the WF and we're going to watch the last episode of Raw which was uh, Raw episode 248 the 23rd of February and we'll compare the two shows Uh, video starts to show with a look back at the LOD and uh, their history and, of course, last week. Um, we see Hawk
1: being put in a dumpster. Have LOD lost a step?
0: Well, they've not won in a long time, have they, on Raw, so it's going to be difficult. But up next, tag team titles are on the line next.
1: Well, we get the opening video and fireworks. Mm-hmm.
0: And we're in Waco, Texas. Don't mention the shooting.
1: Nah. No. <laughs> uh, the New Age out to the ring. Let's see what it does. Yeah, that
0: was very clever, Dan. Very clever of you. Road Dog on the mic, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. And they will send the LOD out with all the rubbish. So, tag team titles on the line. Uh, so, Fultz Raw doesn't look as good. I know we've mentioned this before. The match quality is worse. But we started off here with an absolute brawl with the LOD and New Age Outlaws.
1: Yes, and they brawl for ages. No,
0: that's off. So here we go, the tag titles on the line, and Animal, shoulder margin, Road Dogg down. Road Dogg with a leapfrog, tried it again. Hits him with a powerbomb though. And that could be it, now oh, Billy in to save him. Oh my god. And now yeah. Hawks has got his uh, double Hawk back.
1: I was just about to say that, yeah.
0: <laughs> and a double clothesline by the LOD. This might be their night of redemption.
1: Well, did all the power of LOD leave... With hawks, half a mohawk.
0: Well, it's crazy. You know, people might say, no, but we know a change of appearance for wrestlers sometimes is not good luck. You know, like the Ante For so long, that was his source of his power. Maybe the LOD. You know, without coming to the ring, without the spikes and that intimidation. Are they the same? It's a good question. Tonight, they look like the old LOD.
1: The old! <laughs> the old LOD. The net
0: breaker, to Road dog, Eliminates him from the Royal Rumble,
1: sends him out to then wait for Finn Mats below. And immediately follows up after him.
0: Now Road Dog getting punched at ringside. Oh! oh but Billy
1: gun from behind sends him into the stairs and now he's kicking away at him.
0: Now the Outlaws have been featured heavily on the WF programme recent times. Not only beating the LAD but what they've done to, you know, Cactus and Chainsaw a few weeks ago. And that dumpster's heinous axe, Goddamn! But the Outlaws are a good team and now they're trying to um, take control on Hawk. Easier said than done. Especially with no-selling in place. Indeed, yes. But
1: <laughs> well, the fans certainly chanting for the LOD. They're
0: still over. You can't argue that. You know, Out of all the shit we've seen on Raw, the LOD are still cheered and uh, they've still got that kind of respect, even if WF didn't really know what to do with them. Road Dog spits that animal. He comes in and behind the referee's back.
1: Well, Billy Gunn getting involved, helping out his uh, partner, Road Dog,
0: And our double team on Hawk. Both back elbows. Billy for the cover. Will that be it? No.
1: Hawk with the kick out.
0: Ah. Front
1: face lot there from Billy Gunn. Now he's just going to
0: wear Hawk down.
1: LOD didn't get snapped up by WCW.
0: Yeah. I mean, they went a bit back and forth, you know, between WWE and WCW, but at this moment in time, yeah, they, they kind of stuck with the WWF. We'll see what happens to them uh, in the upcoming months. It's a little bit fun as well. <laughs> well, Billy's in control. Irish whip and he's going for a Billy Splash. And it hits it, thumbs up to Road Dog. This is easy, isn't it, Outlaws? Try it again. Oh,
1: Stern first into the ring post, but as Hawk's reeling backwards, he hits Billy Gunn with an elbow. I don't know if that was
0: intentional or not, <laughs> but it was effective. A Hawk looking to get Animal in. Getting he... a hot tag. Yeah, of course. Burning. There we go. Animal's in. Animal's going crazy. And he's taking out an animal in the Road Dog. Oh, my word. And now Irish whip to Billy. Shoulder blocked him down. Hawk and Animal working like a well-hawed machine.
1: Uh, Animal throwing Hawk into Road Dog. God, there's a lot of animals and minerals and vegetables in there.
0: There is. And now the dog being picked up by the animal. Doomsday device. Turns him inside
1: out. Animal with the cover.
0: Thank you very much. And uh, oh, Hebler distracted and now he's checking out Hawk rather than what's going on. he's getting the cover right in front of you and you can't see it. And Benny's got the belt.
1: Oh, title bout to the head of Animal.
0: And as soon as he hits it, Rodog's in position. Two, Two three. three. Now that is a screwy finish, and El Hebner's probably one of the worst at that. You know, the distraction that never takes place. At least the, we've seen a lot of ref bumps. At least referee getting knocked down makes more sense than that. Yeah. It just makes him look like a fucking idiot, you know? But a loss for LOD, Dan, and we were asking, you know, as they lost a the step, I think we've got to say yes, yes. Yeah. You know? Now asking Hawk the tough questions.
1: Oh, and now the LOD are turning on each other. Oh, no! Hulk and animal brawling.
0: Well, we have never seen anything like this before. These partners are never turning on each other in their 20 years together.
1: No, you know, it's, it's really unexpected to see brothers turning on each other.
0: Well, do you think the WF has thought, well, L.I.D. aren't doing anything at the moment. Do we have them turn on each other? Well,
1: it would make sense if... Hawk joins say DX. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well this is twenty four hours after the Steiners broke up. We are seeing the L O D breaking up as well. And JR saying this is shocking and they're selling it as like you know, with the Steiners as saying that we've never seen before. And we've never seen Hawk and Animal come to blows have we, to be fair? No. Wow. And the officials there and they brawl for ages down, honestly. Until Animal just leaves. Well, Kelly, Cole, and JR and commentary recap. What we've just seen,
1: as if we didn't already know what we're just in. But the next match is Ken Shamrock versus Jeff Jarrett.
0: I should say, Michael Cole now has been twenty years doing, still doing the same job. That should be awarded for him, you know. Uh, fair play, Michael Cole.
1: Yeah, fair play to him. Well, no robe for Ken. Maybe he's not important enough,
0: match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I love the fist to the face for the engine. Do You know, when he used to go, bleh, bleh, like that? I love that. Punches himself, yeah. I know people can't see that, but Dan appreciates it. I do. Yeah. Well, the end. W- do it harder. Yeah. The NWA North American Champ is Jeff Jarrett.
1: Yes, I think the question is why the fuck has the NWA <laughs> been on Raw?
0: Well, the year 1998 and WW was killing WWF in the Monday Night Wars. They shot gold with the NWO takeover and this left WWF reeling. The bloodletting wouldn't stop for the Fed as the entire company plunged more and more into disarray as top talent was jumping ship to the WSW. Well, how
1: could Vince McMahon possibly compete against Eric Bischoff? Bischoff, a man who threw Ted Turner's money around like it was nothing and was behind one of the hottest angles in wrestling ever. It's still talked about to this day. Well, enter the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. The NWA is the oldest wrestling sanctioning body, but the NWA of 1998 was a joke. Compared to its former self, the territories were dead, gone, a dried-up relic of days past.
0: Well, all the top talent in the country were either working for the Federate, uh, working for the WF, or ECW. But the man was desperate, though, and brought in Dennis Kazulo, the head of the NWA. Corre Luzzo, along with Jim Cornette, an MWA mainstay, brought the NWA titles with them, and that said uh, the angle was set to fail.
1: Well, only the most hardcore wrestling fans knew about the long and fabled history of the NWO leaving the casual wrestling fan of the day in the dark.
0: Who cared about the NWA North American Heavyweight Championship? It was my—it was a title my grandpa probably knew and followed, but anything to gain ratings will do.
1: Well, Jeff Jarrett, a clear <coughs> Jeff Jarrett, a career mid-carder, defeated Black Jack Wyndham to win the NWA North American title after Corner interfered on his behalf. Shortly thereafter, they were joined by the Rock and Roll Express and the NWA table, and the NWO stable was formed.
0: Worthless title number two, the NWA World Tag Team t- Championship, was awarded to the Rock Express by Jim Connett. They defended it a couple of times against other jobber teams, and no one cared. But if you listened closely, you could hear Eric Bischoff laughing, while throwing big heaps of cash in the yeah. air.
1: Well, the NWA gained another member, as Blackjack Barry Windham turned on his partner, Blackjack Bradshaw, NWA title match between Bradshaw and Jeff Jarrett.
0: Well, this was odd to me as the original Blackjacks were a big part of the NWA. It would seem fitting to add the new Blackjacks to the NWA Sable. It wasn't like they were doing much to begin with.
1: Well, while the NWA had high profile feuds, the NWA battled against the likes of Bradshaw and the Headbangers a real five-star <laughs> match material.
0: Well, the angle started in December of 97. By March of 98, it was way past abysmal. Or Jarrett left and vacated Grandpa's title while the Rock and Roll Express were kicked out for losing the NWA tag titles to the Headbangers.
1: Worry not for their replacements would be the jobber team of the bombastic Bob Holly, the bodacious Bart Gun, the new Midnight Express. More on them in the upcoming match. In the upcoming months.
0: Yeah. Well, back to the match. And Cornet is with uh, Jeff Jarrett. And JR tells us, the coach, Ken, Shamrock will face a Rock at WrestleMania for the Well, Shamrock
1: starts strong, but thanks to Jim, Jeff Jarrett takes over. Jim on the apron. Ken pushes JJ into Jim. Roll up for two. Two. Ref poked in the eyes. Jim gets in with the racket, swings for Ken, but hits JJ. Horribly done.
0: Yep. Shamrock wins and JJ walking up the ramp. Cole tries to get a word. Jeff Jarrett said it's time they went their separate ways.
1: Well, Mania moment and it's HBK from WrestleMania 12.
0: And we are five weeks away from WrestleMania 14.
1: 23. Well, the king tries to talk to Animal. Well,
0: here we go. Can he get a word with Animal? No, he can't. Oh, No. And they begin to brawl again. Yeah, Hawks there, and here we go. You get the enhancement talent trying to stop them. Well, frustration and rage. That is a good name for a tag team, Dan. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Well, we get a six-man tag match next, and it is DOA versus Recon, Sniper, and Kurrigan.
0: But Kurrigan is not part of the Truth Commission.
1: Well, James, that is a very valid point. Mm -hmm. But the WWE did some shit in the 1998... It gets forgotten because it's the Attitude Era. But trust
0: me, this is drizzly shit. Yeah. <laughs> when you read it like that, it sounds bad. Makes me think WWF didn't want people to watch at this moment in time.
1: Well, a horrible match. Not even... JR tries to put over the Kurrigan, but he can't even... But he can't sell me.
0: No, he can't. The Paralyzer is Kerrigan's finish, which is the claw. The
1: dreaded claw. Well, Jackal slapped Sniper, he went for him,
0: Kerrigan laid him out. Yeah, look at that way he lays him out, eh? With the claw, look at can Jackal. Can
1: you see Sonny come out dressed like a whore? Yeah, of course we can.
0: So now we're with the commentary team of JR, Mark Cohen, Dick Kevin Kelly, we're going to get words with Shawn Michaels in his home. So there's Michael saying he wants to be there next week, Where it's going to be Austin, Owen Hart, Mike Tyson, it's going to be huge in Cleveland, which means tonight's episode not gonna be that great. You can tune out if you want, because it all starts next week. Michael says he guarantees to beat Austin, and WrestleMania will be X-rated. <laughs> exactly, I'm not lying. Sunny comes out dressed like a whore. When well, isn't she dressed like a whore?
1: Well, she asks if things are bigger in Texas. Awful vice, and she's in the and she's the ring
0: announcer. Yeah, it's Takamichi Noku versus Barry Wyndham next. Wow. Well, the NWA Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, here we go. It's the start of the NWA Monday Night Raw. We can't wait. It's uh, the NWA are taking over. Uh, Jim Collette joins the announced Tim. Jim Collette hates Texas.
1: Well, Barry in chaps. Not many people can pull it off. No,
0: Barry's got power moves. But tucker has got the springboard. Sushi appetizer from Jim. Some light-hearted racism.
1: <laughs> of course.
0: Yeah. And then the lariat. But before anything else, unfortunately, Kane is out here. And the NWA boys are in serious trouble. Oh, you're joking. The NWA team have left, leaving Takamichi Noko all by himself to meet the monster Kane. I'm sure we'll be all right.
1: Well, a bit of choppy choppy pee-pee.
0: Some light-hearted racism there, everybody. <laughs>
1: Takamishinoku's playing dead in the middle of the <laughs> ring. He's like, if I don't move, hopefully he won't
0: see me. Oh, God. If the punishment wasn't enough, I'm sure he'll leave him alone. Oh, my God. And Kane just chokes down Michinoku back to Japan. Well, he's not Gorgia, but he is in serious trouble.
1: Wow, and he tombstones him right through the centre of the <laughs> earth
0: back to Japan. Fuck me. Fuck me with a tombstone.
1: That was more devastating than Hiroshima. Yeah, it was horrible.
0: <laughs> And Kane's here to make a challenge. So, Paul Bearer and Kane challenging Steve Austin down. I mean, what do you think of that? That is a bombshell. Yes,
1: that certainly is a bombshell. And uh, why is he targeting Austin? Is he the strongest force in the WWF at the moment?
0: I think he's got to be, isn't he? You know, undertaker has gone, Vader's gone now. There's not that many other big men. And Steve Austin going around saying he could beat everybody, anybody. I think Kane's thinking... If I can put Austin away, I might get an opportunity at WrestleMania as well for that WF title. He could even tombstone Mike Tyson, Kane, at this moment in time. The most dominant force of nature that we've seen. So up next, it is Warzone.
1: Yes, and uh, JR Caps on LOD at the start of the show.
0: And the King has, of course, joined the commentary team. Well, the Warzone video and fireworks. But what is the difference, Dan? Why do people want to know? Why does it go Warzone?
1: Well, Warzone was on at 10, 11 ish, so it could be more edgier and after the kids went to bed.
0: <laughs> you would say that, wouldn't you? After um, you've tucked them in. And <laughs> <laughs> told them a nice day, anyway. Cole gets comments from the Outlaws as they're leaving the arena. Billy says how good they are, and LOD is dead! Road Dog says it's a new age. It's a new age? Yes, it is. Wow. Dan, do you want to think something really weird? Should it be this colour? No, seriously. (laughs) So Billy Billy Gunn and Road Dog happy about their exploits here tonight. Mocking the L.A.D. Chainsaw Charlie with a chainsaw. Cactus Jack with a baseball bat. And Chainsaw Charlie with a chainsaw. Arlie. Look at that. Destroying the car. Well, the outlaws should stay where they are.
1: The sparks are coming from the chainsaw. Not from the... Well, he got the
0: door open. The door's open. And he's looking to attack Road Dog. Chainsaw Charlie gets knocked in his ass in the car. Oh my God! Slowly chomping away. Cactus aims for the car and hits it. Well, this is not over from the Outlaws and Chainsaw Charlie. Certainly not. Right. Yeah. <coughs> that was weird. Oh no! I'm going to show something even weirder now.
1: American.
0: Common Man a dream dusty roads
1: dustin roads
0: yes this is so weird <laughs> that's just dusty roads well wf said they spoke with dustin he's cool with it but they're in another company hey and speaking of strapping young men is bradshaw better or worse than kurgan or sniper or recon you know they're all big guys aren't they yeah no i don't know
1: uh I don't mind Bradshaw. I think, you know, he's he had the longevity his, uh gimmick up a few times, obviously. You know, after this, he'd shortly be part of the APA. Then he'd be uh, John Bradshaw-Layfield, the New York stockbroker.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of changes. I think he had a little bit of sake about him. We'll see how he does against uh, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream.
1: He certainly is a character.
0: It, that's the wrong way of saying it, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute, though. Dust, dust.
1: No, Bradshaw finishes it with a clothesline from hell and gets the one, two, three.
0: Well, after this this weird happening, Cole tries to get a word with Dust Dust. He says he won't be wearing that outfit again.
1: (laughs) Yes, and then Kevin Kelly tries to get a word with Hawk, but he just walks out the building.
0: How rude of him. Exactly. Next match, Steve Blackman versus The Rock. The Aluminous... Yeah, well, I didn't spell it right, but a luminous numchucks that Steve Blackman had when he came out look really fucking. Well, JR
1: says there will be a major,
0: major, celeb announcement <laughs> for Mania tonight. Yes, yeah, sir, so a major celeb announcement. So who will it be? What major? What major celebrity? Major celebrity. Well, Blackman upset Fruit last week, and can he stop? And uh, um, last week, can The Rock stop unbeaten Lethal Weapon? Well, Blackman gets distracted by D'Lo. Well, Nation elbow, Farouk not impressed. Shout, what are you doing, Blackburn? Blackman, Blackman, comeback. Rock stops it, and now we go right towards the end. Oh no! Rock Irish whipped into Farouk. Rock saying, "What are you doing?" No. One, two, oh, kick out by the Rock. Ah, uh-huh. now the right hand to Steve Blackman. Look to put him away. Oh, look at that DDT. It's a thing well, of beauty. For cover. Oh, come on, Fruk!
1: Fruk, why are you distracting the referee?
0: And what is this about? And Delo's got the uh, luminous numchucks there behind the referee's back. Gone. Fro- there you go. That's it.
1: Oh, throws him over the rock's head. Blackman catches him.
0: Oh,
1: belts rock round the back of the head of him. One, two, three.
0: Oh, Steve Blackman's just pinned the Intercontinental Champion. But is that thanks to D'Lo or Farouk? What went on there? Oh, my God. Well, D'Lo said it was his mistake. And Karma and Mark Henry questioned him.
1: They ask him, Farouk, did you tell him to throw him over?
0: And D'Lo said, no, Farouk told me to throw the nunchucks. And A Rock saying to Fruit, get your ass in the ring right now explain to me. Well, Farouk not backing down, because being the leader of the nation. I don't think Farouk's mucking around anymore.
1: He's calling the nation to go back with him.
0: And Rock's got a critical look in his face. And Farouk walking away with the rest of the nation. My God. Well, undefeated still. Is Steve Blackman W's answer to Bill Goldberg, maybe? Uh no. <laughs> well The Crowd tried to front chant Farouk, but his name's quite difficult. Farouk Far you can't really do that. Yeah. So Rocky sucks instead.
1: Well, that's a lot easier. <clears throat>
0: Well, after this, Luna's backstage and she wants Sable. Yeah, she is nasty. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah, nasty. JR with Kane update: Vader needs reconstructed surgery
1: after getting hit in the face with that wrench, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, we get an update on Cactus and Funk. They are not dead, which is nice.
0: Yeah, we've seen Cactus and Funk early. We're not sure the condition, but they are ready to compete yet again. The NWA Tag Team titles on the line next.
1: Well, Sergeant S. Laughed at that appoints WWF official and WWF
0: rules. So, no thrown over the top row for any of the shenanigans like that. Looked like the Rock and Roll Express might fight each other, but Jim calmed them down and they hugged it out.
1: Well, Rock and Roll took control.
0: Hot tag, ref distracted, Jim comes into the ring, hits fresh on the back, who lands on Morton to win the title. Can looked like the biggest fucking idiot in these two segments here tonight?
1: Yes, but James... It is time for the huge celebrity. Yeah, and who
0: is this huge celebrity, Dan? Please tell me,
1: Pete Rose. Pete
0: Rose. Who? Uh,
1: Major League Major all-time League. leading hit scorer or something like that. Oh, baseball.
0: Okay. Well, that's good to know. Uh, well, he's not a huge celebrity, really, is he? Wow. We get a video of Austin stunning and swearing since 1996 and his journey to the WF title and the match versus Michaels.
1: Yes, so the main event is Mark Merrow versus Owen Hart. Um, What?
0: Well, the European title's on the line. Merrow sends Sable away. Sable's back after two minutes of... Well, I'd like to give Sable two minutes of action. (laughs) So this is the end. This is the end of it. Merrow and Owen. Hey, Merrow, look at the corner. Look at those big right hands. Former Golden Glove champion, of course. Let's not forget. Merrow
1: pie-faces the referee away.
0: Well, that wasn't smart. That's surely a disqualification.
1: Well, don't call me Shirley, but it does look like he should deserve to be disqualified for that. But he
0: hits a low blow on own heart. I don't so happy with himself as well. That's the legal? Now going for the TKO. But I Owen mean, reverses and counters into a
1: DDT. And
0: now is it time for the sharpshooter, the, the black heart? Oh my god. Sharpshooter time. Doesn't matter. Disqualification. So the winner is own heart, regardless. What a great way to end Raw, eh? Sable's come in now. Here comes Sable. Not after brought Lesnar. Oh, my God. Luna wants some of Sable. She said she did. And even Goldust can't stop Luna. They're going to get it on. Oh. No, frustra- <laughs> everybody's restraining Sable and Luna at this time. The fans want to see him get it on.
1: Wow, it's all, all hell's breaking loose between these two Jezebels.
0: My God, Sable's popping out of the top there. So that was Monday night. Raw. Oh, Mero pushed down again.
1: Now uh, Goldust is trying to restrain Sable. I don't think Mark Mero's jealousy is going to like that. No, oh, no. he
0: goes straight to knock out Goldust. And now Mero, he's having to be restrained. Yeah, go on, you grab Sable, yeah. Or oh, I had to grab her to stop her. My God, what a of way to end Raw? And they're treating Sable like a main event as well. <laughs> That's what's crazy about it. This whole storyline with Sable has been featured in the last three Roars, you know. I know we're building towards WrestleMania, but there's a timeless place. You can see where, where even though we didn't have the main event over in WSW, it was still the NWO with uh, Sting and a bit of that involved. So that's Raw. Wow. Sable said, you better get your ass back here, you little bee. Luna pushes Goldust, and this is not finished just yet. All right, so now we've got a lot to process. We have watched five episodes of Nitro, five episodes of Raw. We've seen bits of No Way Out, pay-per-view, and, of course, WCW Super Brawl. We really talk about the matches on um, Super Brawl, so that's fine. So what we're going to do, we've got the main events go all the way. So we're going to compare the two, and then we'll give our five-point system in place. So we've got WCW Nitro main event January 26th was Luger versus Hall.
1: Yes, and the WWF Raw main event, January 26th, was Triple H, or Goldust, versus Owen Hart.
0: On WW Nitro, on February 2nd, was Sting versus Macho Man. The WWF Raw main event on February 2nd was Austin versus The Road Dog. WW Nitro main event, February 9th, was Steiner versus The Outsiders. And then on Raw, it was
1: Goldust versus
0: Thrasher. <laughs> WW Nitro main event, February 16th, Sting and Luger versus Macho and Hogan.
1: And on Raw... It was Goldust and Mark Merrow versus Cactus and Funk.
0: And on Nitro, February 23rd, Sting versus Hall. But that never takes place. So maybe Armstrong versus Flair? Yeah.
1: And on Raw, it was Mark Merrow versus Owen Hart. I
0: mean, if you compare the two, Nitro pisses all over that for main event, doesn't it? You know,
1: definitely, yeah. Maybe
0: even Austin Road Dog. you would think, might have a, a a chance. But then again, you know, it is Road Dog. We'll look at the ratings, we gonna look, look at January, we gonna look at the February ratings and you know, compare the two shows as well. So the show that had uh, Raw, I'll do the Raw ratings, Then you can do Nitrons. So the one that had Triple H, well it was Goldust's Triple H versus Lone Heart, it pulled a 3.5 on the 2nd of February. Uh,
1: Yes, and the uh, Sting versus Macho was a 4.9.
0: Yeah, Austin versus Vodog February 2nd, no, we did that one. Oh, sorry, I fucked that up then. So February 2nd, yeah, 3.5 was Austin versus Vodog. February 9th, which was Goldust Thrasher, 3.2.
1: The Steiners versus Outsiders was a 4.6.
0: On the 16th of February, that was a Saturday um, Raw, and the main event of that was Gold Actors and Funks. That don't really count.
1: Yep, uh, Sting and Luger versus Macho and Hogan was a 5.1. Yeah,
0: so unopposed, that pulled in that many viewers. And then finally, what we just see there, Mero and Owen Hart, 3.2 in the ratings.
1: And the Sting versus Hall, so Brad Armstrong versus Ric Flair was a 4.6 on the ratings. <laughs>
0: Okay, so, and then finally, WF No Way Out 1998, which was the 15th of February, it's got 0.52 buy rates, it was available in 36,310,541 homes, and it had 188,814 buys. Yes,
1: yeah, so and Super Bowl eight was a 1.1 buy rate, so basically double what the No Way Out one was, and that was available in 36, 000, uh, 36 million... Homes three hundred and ten thousand five hundred and forty one and that was available uh that was equal to 399,415
0: buys. So, at this moment in time, mate, looking back 20 years, not only was the ratings in, in Nitro favour, but obviously the pay per views were as well. was incredible to think in a couple of months' time it would all change. Why is this? You know, we're building towards WrestleMania, but Nitro at the moment is winning. So, now we've got our five point system down. We're going to just rate each one, give them a score. So, matches for Raw this month.
1: The match ups
0: Yeah. Any. Any. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of the match, these?
1: Well, the match quality for WWE, I gave that a two point five.
0: And for Nitro? Uh,
1: for Nitro, I gave that a four.
0: For my match match quality on Raw, I gave that a two, and with Nitro, I gave oh yeah, that's cool. I got a feeling Nitro won this month, but let's just just check the results. Promos. What do you think were better, Raw or, or Nitro? Uh,
1: I think WWE's. Yeah, I gave that a three point five, and I gave WCW a three.
0: I gave Nitro a bit ahead there. I gave that three three and a half rather than a three to Raw. So I think I think the promos. I just think it's sleeker in WCW, you know, with Mean Gene doing it and the kind of I know with the the video packages themselves Raw has Nitro beat, but I think everything else. I think uh, Nitro's putting it that way. What about the setting, the the kind of look of the show? Uh,
1: setting, I've given WCW a four because they've got like you know their little uh, banister. that it's not kind of like a video thing, but it's got their picture and it's got their name rolling across it, and it looks a lot better. And WWE gave that a two point five because it just looks really bland.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree with it. I'm the same with that. Uh, Nitro does look like again kind of fresher and uh, bigger company, bigger look, better look, isn't it? Yeah, roster. Uh, Nitro is 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 four out of five. It's 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 fantastic roster. Uh, we want to see more of the people there. And um, with Raw, for me, thought it was lacking a little bit. Even though you have got the main event stars, it's it's like two two out of five at the moment. You know.
1: Well, I've given WWE a three out of five because I still think there are some big star names in there, some long lasters, and you know some some great talent. And I've given WCW a four
0: and uh, the rating of each show we've watched, I would say Nitro maybe is slightly better than Raw, but I think the kind of storylines that we've seen in Raw have made more sense. So I think that's quite equal, but I'm just going to nudge Nitro. That's going to be, I'm going to give that a four, and I'll give Raw three and a half, because I have enjoyed his shows.
1: Well, on that rating, catch quality, a four for WCW and a 2.5 for WWE, but on the storyline, I've given WWE four and WCW a three.
0: That's, that's so it's fair, it's kind yeah. of like,
1: you know, it equals it out.
0: But overall rating, what what wins What wins this month, Dan? Is it Raw or is it Nitro? WCW. Yeah, I think Nitro wins for me as well. Um, you know, just because of the kind of overall uh, show and the kind of the, the look that we've had. Doesn't matter about the question. So next episode is... The WWE Elimination Chamber twenty eighteen. It's quite incredible that we're there already. That is the next time we'll be with you. We'll be back next month for WWE versus WWE again. We'll have WrestleMania fourteen and we'll have another show. We'll be a two part where we look at the nitros and roars from March. But that is it. Before we go, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Roland. We've also got a friend on Twitter.
1: Yes, we have. It's Mini Chris Benoit, He's just trying to make the world a better place, and you can follow him at Mini Chris Benoit. Across
0: all the Google platforms, Wnet Review at Google Plus. Send us an email at WNRPodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook.
1: Facebook, and can come and find our page, Network Review, or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan.
0: Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Wnet Review Podcast. We've got clips going up there daily, podcasts got at the same time as other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're on Stitcher Radio, Spreaker Radio. We're going to have our live shows. And iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. Like I said, next episode: Elimination Chamber 2018. But until then, I have been James Rowlands, and as always, always joined by Dan Mike. Right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye.